Super Talk Mississippi media production. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. How great is this? All right. I'm at a celebrity golf tournament. I'm in the Delta, which I love. I'm from the Delta. And best of all, Richard Cross isn't sitting here. That's a good day at the office hey, for Brian Haydad. Hey Is he going to come to work at all? Like when I left, Richard, again? he was on. A, Richard was on. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Let me let me get that. Let's just, let's pay the bills before we do anything else. Sports Talk Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad. Michael Borky down there in Jackson. I'm here at the Greenville Golf and Country Club at the uh, Delta Soul Celebrity Golf and uh, Charity Event, defending Steve Azar's St. Cecilia Foundation. A great cause, a great place to be. We're going to introduce this handsome devil in wow. just a, in just. A, I, I'm, I'm going to give you the, part, the props you deserve. Mm. You, you've been in the background too long. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. We're going to take care of that. But Richard was on 11 when I left him, and. Uh, the way he putts, we may not see him today. <laughs> gotcha. He, wow. we, we may not have to deal with Richard, which is fine by us. So we'll just move forward. Jason Young is here. Jason here Young is the talent behind Steve Azar. <laughs> he is the man who makes things go, the backbone of his of his musical group. Percussion, harmonica. When he says background vocals, what he means is Steve is lip syncing. <laughs> And he's doing the talking. Oh, I hope doing he's the asleep. Singing. I hope he's no, asleep. I hope he's listening. And not listening. That's not true. First I, off, I will say this about oh. Steve. Steve is the best looking Lebanese man in the state of Mississippi. Listen. I'm number he's, two. He's number one. I love that. I, mean, I, I love that. He and I have agreed on that, too. I love that. That's great. This is a great event. It's a good time. This is this is 12 for us, and I don't know where the time has gone. Yeah. It's... Really, every year, you know, you see that you see the faces that you that you've come to love, and it's just kind of probably one of some you don't. I was not gonna, you know, I wasn't gonna. I'm not gonna call anybody. Speaking, speaking I mean, of Richard, is he here? Go ahead. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No. I mean, you know, it's one of those things. You, you, it's it's good. You know, here we are again. When you, you know? get to have fun and it's for a good cause, that's that's the the, the peak. Yeah, the party with a purpose thing. It's yeah. wonderful, right? I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with that. It's all so, good. how long have you been on the road with Steve Azar? 27 years. That can't be possible. You don't look a day I, over 27. I know. It's an arranged deal. I, uh, I did. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Straight from the womb. Uh, here I am. Just came out with a couple of drumsticks in your hand. I, I hear you. As I tell people, I'll go, like, yeah, I'm 28. It's Look, it's been a rough Prodigy. Child prodigy. It's a rough 28. I'm yeah. Kids. Son of Buddy Rich over here. He just, right. just, no. just had it going on. What's your favorite part about this event? Um, You know... I, 
again, I think it's I think it's the the collective cast of characters mm-hmm. that though through the years and traveling and we get to see these people but sort of get them all in one yeah. one place i mean you know i, I it, i'm so excited because mcmahon's here this year and and i i love jimmy to death and mm-hmm. through the years we've just we've had some times and there's just so many great people and to have them all together it's just like this amazing dysfunctional family reunion it's so great you're like who's getting drunk and falling off the table first yeah but but, alex is right over there but just with love alex look at her are you kidding me yeah Yeah. watch out for her that's a sinister laugh if ever i've i'm just telling you (laughs) once she gets past all her vitamin deficiencies she's gonna be just fine don't worry about her you mentioned jim mcmahon I gotta have you. Gotta give me a Jim McMahon story. Then well, I know you've got one. I I have uh, many Jim McMahon stories, and no, I would, we, we're not satellite radio though. I was I was just, I was the just FCC say, is listening. I was just gonna say I I those are gonna have to be during the break that I tell you any Jim McMahon <laughs> stories because they all okay. Good I, you Mormon know what? boy, Jimmy you know McMahon. What? Honest, honestly, there's probably one Jim McMahon story. I, the first time I met Jimmy Mac, mm-hmm. we were at doing a thing um, for um, it was a thing down in florida called the price oil and i knew, i saw mac and it was like it, it was like eight in the morning and he walks in and he's 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 got a foster's oil can i'm like man eight in the morning, eight in the morning. i'm like wow he's doing it my and body would seize up yeah, forget about it yeah. crazy so so i see him and i'm just like and i'm pretty juiced about it you know yeah. i mean because I, I yeah i just you remember that that whole 85 mm-hmm. bears thing and just what a character he was and i was so excited you know to meet him and so that night we're, we're going out to dinner and so we all get on this the the celebrity bus which somehow i don't know i had a, the wrong wristband or something i got on it and uh and so i have this eno- ridiculously large cup of water I, and i don't I, yeah but i had it water or water truly water okay, water truly water right. and and so i'm i'm it, it's a standing room only kind of thing and max there mm-hmm. and i haven't i haven't spoke to him yet i was trying to he's conversating and, and doing his thing and i mean bus driver hits a pothole oh, no. that, that doubles as a as a basement yeah and i mean I you were in full, jackson <laughs> right right <laughs> so he and i mean clunk and i throw every single ounce of this silo full of water of water right at him hits him in the face and the chest and it's all it, it's just he soaked soaked to the bone and i'm thinking i'm I, it's going to be a good story. I'm going to get the crap kicked out of me. By Normally, that would be at the end of the game. He'd get the Gatorade. Two-time Super Bowl champion, and he, this is how it happens. And I just, I, I, I know, I just had this mortified, just all my color went out. And I'm just like, uh, uh, and he looks up, and he kind of licks his face, and he's like, so this water? And I'm like, it, it, it's water. And he goes, I'm so good, kid. What's your name? And I was like, crisis averted. There you go. Kill me. And truly, from that time on, we just, we hit it off. But that's That's awesome. That's truly probably the only clean Jim McMahon story that I have. Support our Patreon to find more... Uh, inside information on Jim McMahon. <laughs> Jimmy's we'll, the We'll best. get you the web address uh, the a little later in the show. What's your favorite part about being on the road and playing music? Um, I, I, I kind of, I have a, uh, I have a passion sort of for all of the of the sides of it. Like I love to travel. I. Uh, some of the best times in my life um, playing music is when you would wake up on the bus. 
and you've completely lost your reference point. Mm-hmm. You walk up front, pull the curtain, you sit down with the driver, wiping the sleep out of your eyes, drinking a little coffee, and, and you truly go, I don't know what day it is, and I don't know where I am. I, it, and it's such a great feeling, and, and you're just like... And the camaraderie, you know, the shared experience is yeah. a big thing. And when you, uh, we, we've been very lucky to have, um, a really good cast of characters on the road with us through the years. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the, the dynamic, it's so much bus time. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you, you know, you play for an hour 15 a night, and that's the, the quote unquote glamorous part of it. But the rest of the time, it's communal living, and you know, and you, you're watching each other wash your hair in the sink and and whatever. Richard Berge, ladies and gentlemen, he just made, just yeah, just made his entrance. Through. That's Good fine. Job. You might have seen him on he, Desperate Housewives. He's famous. He can do what he wants. Man, just, you know, don't you know how that works? You should just, know, you should know how that works. Just walk back through. Yeah, yeah, I should know how that is. Yeah, you just do what you want. <laughs> so, so I, all the sides of it. I, lo- I love the playing. I love the camaraderie and and the, and the the family on the bus. And and I truly. I truly love people. Yeah. I love to talk to people afterwards. I just, I've always been kind of a people person. And so I really like all of it. Yeah. I mean, I really do. Eating out great at great restaurants all over the country. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, they, that's a they good say, you know, They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your that's, life. That's that exactly seems like, right. That seems like where you're at. The part they left out is that, <laughs> is that do what you love and never work a day in your life. You'll be broke. But my God, you're going to be happy. And and I, you know and yeah, I know exactly how you feel. I love my job and <laughs> yeah, I, you know. But I wouldn't I wouldn't change a thing. I, I've I've been some of the most amazing places and met so many wonderful people that I, I've continued to have friendships with through the years. And I I um, you know, if given a chance to do it all again, I'd do it exactly the same. I really would. Right. I, and I think that's a that's a touchdown. Right? That, that, that's absolute. When you look back at things, that's how you want to yeah, see. Them, absolutely, for sure, absolutely. for sure. The drummer. I think you know if we're doing a tier. The drummer to me is underrated. Uh, now we listen, know the bass player is last. One hundred percent. He just yeah. I yeah. don't even really. Is there man. a bass player back? Those, don't, don't don't let him hear what I'm saying. <laughs> listen, Barry Bays, mm-hmm. who's been on Steve well, hold, many, hold many on. times. Hold on. See, the, the bass player's name is Bays. Bays, B A Y S. Yeah. I mean, we right. could can, we couldn't just change it to Bays. You're like, where, really? Is the weather girl's name Danielle Breezy? Is I that mean, real? That's where we, you know, I mean, just go to the courthouse. Her name's change Gail. your name, Gail. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. All right, so go ahead. So no, the funniest thing about him is I he. I have heard probably a thousand bass player jokes from him. I mean, he just—I think he just beats you to I the punch. I rooted with a bass player back he's just in the day. So. He's just going to beat you to the punch. Yeah. Don't make fun of me. I'm going to make fun of myself. So. I, want, I once put a drum kit together. Well, there you go. But you it's know, been like 30 years. So I listen, couldn't do it now. I, I can't. I can't take credit. I, I play auxiliary perk in this in Steve's thing. Okay. Uh, so. So Rudy, our drummer, he's he's the deal. And I grew up. My dad was a. Were you like on the xylophone there on the bongos? <laughs> I, I play congas and stuff like that. I always play harmonica and sing. So I mean, you got a I, lot going on. I, I'm the village idiot. I just they just I'm Buddy, there. You know, I, I guarantee if Richard were here, he'd be like, "Guess what, hey dad is," and he would just we, we were like peas in a pod. There on you that go. One, so. You get me. You get me. Jason, if I'm you ever want to do a podcast, I will talk to you anytime you want. Thanks so much for joining us. Jason Young Done. here at uh, the Greenville Golf and Country Club. We are here for the Delta Soul Celebrity Golf uh, and Charity Event, benefiting Steve Azar's St. Cecilia Foundation. When we come back, maybe sports, maybe more guests. I don't know. We'll find Probably out. Probably not Richard. Probably <laughs> Definitely not Richard.
Keep it moving, buddy. You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. 888-808-8637 on Super Talk Mississippi. I love that song, Borky, but uh, maybe maybe it should be like one is the loneliest number right there here for me. Nobody here with me. Richard's out there on the golf course. I'm going to go get a dart board, Borky, yeah. and put it in my studio in Starkville and be like, I can't work. I'm playing darts. Yeah, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't golf, but I'll play darts. One of these days, hey, Dad, you and I just need to not be there on time. And exactly. just, hey, we'll get there when we get there. We'll be here. We'll yeah. get here. Richard, you do you it. Know, we'll go. Go eat some crab legs or something. It'll be yeah. great. Brian Haydad, Michael Borky, Sports Talk Mississippi. I'm live here in Greenville, Mississippi, in the heart of the Delta for the Delta Soul uh, Golf and Charity event here at the Greenville Golf and Country Club. We're benefiting Steve Azar, our friend, who's asleep, by the way, I think. He's been he's been going all day. I'll give, I'll give him. You know what? Is he's that what they guy, call I'm it not going to give I'm not going to give any any grief to him. He's working hard. He's out here raising money for uh, for the St. Cecilia Foundation to help our native Mississippians. What's Richard Cross doing? He's just playing golf. Just playing golf. Yeah, and not working. What is that about? So, not working. Not at all. We're about to have a guest here. Oh, we're about to have a big time guest here. Big time guest here, Michael Borky. You know, I hate to make people feel old. But here he comes. I hate to make them feel old, but my favorite college football player when I was a kid was John Bond, and he's sitting down here on the couch with me. Let's make it work, brother. All right. Man, it was a rough day. I bet. On, on the course? Yes. Hold on. Let me get you. T- let me turn it over here. Houston, I need some help. I don't know how to work. This is another thing with Richard. They don't teach me how to work this machine here. <laughs> Richard is the only one who has the, the machine ability here. He likes it that way. There, he, he likes to be the one in charge. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know I, how he is? He's got I, that ego. He's got people, that old Miss ego. I know who peeps like that. I know. <laughs> John Bond, <laughs> former Mississippi State uh, quarterback out here on the golf. Rough day on the course? No, it was a fun day. Okay. Always a fun day at this deal. It's, yeah. uh, I think it's seven, eight years I've been coming, and uh, mm-hmm. every year it's, you meet somebody new mm-hmm. and you get to play golf with somebody new, and it's fantastic. Mississippi State, as you know, I don't know if you know this or not, I talk about them on occasion. I know you do. Every now and then. Have you had a chance to talk with the new leadership, Zach Arnett, Zach Selman? What do you think of those guys? I met him when I was you know, I was coaching at St. Joe, and I met yeah. him then, and uh seemed like a great guy. And that was – I talked to a lot of people after Mike died, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, they said, man, I think the best move is let's make that guy the man. Yeah. And I said, I agree. I think he's uh, – He's he's been here. He knows what's up, and and um, he knows where he's at. You it's know, it's so. funny with me, you know, because I, I talked to him a lot when he's a defensive coordinator, right? And you know how defensive coordinators are, right? Oh, Rough, yeah. angry. Oh, yeah. oh, Since yeah. he's become the head coach, right? Nicest guy you ever meet. Really? Yeah. It, it's it, he did a one eighty. It's it's the it's the darndest thing. I don't know. Is that a good thing? We'll see. We'll see. I think so. I think I think when the whistle blows, you'll, you'll get the old Zach right. Arnett out there. Yeah, but, I think so. but he's a guy that knows now he has to go out there and meet with people and everything else. Right. And there is a different mentality to being a coordinator and being Absolutely. a coach. You know, it's um, uh, it's a uh, you got to play both sides. You got to be an offensive guy. You got to mm-hmm. be a defensive guy. You've got to be uh, as long as it's all pro Mississippi State. That's a good thing. Speaking of pro Mississippi State, do you ever th- look back at your career and go? 
if NIL had been a thing, <laughs> buddy, I would you would have been rolling in cash. Uh, uh, there's no question. <laughs> I mean, you might be a millionaire right now if you put some of that away. It was, uh, yeah, it was a completely different world, a different game that's being played now. And, yeah, um, I think, uh, but I think it's, it, it's good. I think, like I said, when the first thing hit and everybody, you know, it's the wild, wild west, and everybody's going nuts, and mm-hmm. you know, everybody's just throwing money, throwing it's starting money, to settle down money. a little bit. Exactly, and that's you know that's what it I happened. do laugh though that they're up there in Washington trying to get. I, I talked to Zach Selman yesterday, and I said, Zach, let me see if I got this right. We're going to get the federal government to try to fix. Something. Oh my gosh, that is the worst idea <laughs> that's, ever. That's more of a Gallo or a Gerard yes, kind of thing. Yeah. But but I'll put my foot in that pool I, every I now and then. I will too. I Goodness will too. gracious, that would be terrible. This event raises a lot of good money it's for the, our, our people here in the state of Mississippi. How, how long? What kind of relationship do you have with Steve Azar? It's been uh, great the first year, and we. Now we talk almost every day. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, it's crazy. He's just such a good guy. He's, uh, uh, he's, you know, he moved back from Nashville and he did what he wanted to do. He wanted to get his kids back home. Yeah, and wanted to get back to Mississippi roots and and uh, uh, get back to Mississippi way of life. Yeah, it is. I'm, you know, and I'm just, uh, you know, we were at the turn. I came to the bathroom and I was just listening to people talk in the bathroom. Yeah. And they were saying, "Man, Mississippi's great. Man, people are so it, laid back. It's and always it's fun. And, yeah. The people when they show up, right? They find out exactly. And then they don't want to leave. Right. They don't want to leave. Some you know, of that's unfortunate. You know who I'm glad is not here, by the way? <laughs> well. John Forcade. I'm just yeah. glad, I just want to say that I'm glad he's not here today. Point, Forte. I want to point that out oh. to everybody. And if anybody gets mad, that's y'all's problem. That's, that's, all, that's not on me or John. I know. So, I know John. <laughs> when, when you think back to your time at Mississippi State, and you had so many great wins and great teammates as, as well. great teammates. You know, I think about being here in the Delta makes me think about Ken Hall. Yes. This is the first first thing that pops in your mind. I, I talked about him today. You know, Did you? Golf course, yeah. You know, talked about playing. Well, he would be out here, too. Oh, I guarantee he'd be all. He's, he loves this. Yeah. You know, and money for kids is yeah. what he was all about. And, he, he he was such a great guy. It, it's such an easy answer, though, to say six to three. Oh, yeah. So tell me the other one. Tell me the other memory that stands out for I you. I think uh, uh, the Miami games. Okay. You know. Um, People forget that, 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 uh, yeah, that they we were played Miami good. back in the day. Yeah. They were pretty good. They played against Jim Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what, uh, you know, Kent used to have a tournament, golf yeah. tournament like this, and uh, raised money for the candlelighters or something for the uh, Mississippi Children's Museum. Okay. Or for the Children's Hospital. Yeah. And uh, uh, so Jim would come. Yeah, okay. And Jim and a bunch of the Buffalo Bills would come down. Yeah. And uh, one night, Jim was giving me crap about something. I think I brought Mary Beth. And uh, he was giving me crap about bringing her. And he goes, man, I can't believe you brought your girlfriend. Why'd you bring a girlfriend, man? Well, you know what that? And then Daryl Talley looks at me. He said, man, are you going to take that? I said, no, I'm not going to take it. I always got something on him. He goes, what, what, what you got? I said, just lean over in his ear. And I think he was on the dice table at Pearl River. Uh-huh. Up there at Pearl River. And, he, and then I said, just lean over in his ear and go, oh, and two. <laughs> That's all you got to say. Yeah, exactly. When you got the scoreboard, there ain't nothing left left to say on that. Exactly. Uh, but he's yeah. a great guy. We, he and I still talk. You know, he came down for the Ken Hall. You know, we started the yeah. Hall Trophy. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> he comes down occasionally. So you played in, in, in some big games against big teams through the years. I always. I always, I have a lot of LSU people in my family. I love bringing you yeah. up uh, whenever I'm talking. Like, you know, I don't know a lot of quarterbacks that were four zero, but I know one. Right. I know one that was, that was four zero against LSU. Is there a, a team that you enjoyed playing against the most? Was it Ole Miss? Was it Alabama? Well, probably those guys. I mean, yeah. they were so intense, and mm-hmm. I mean, they wanted to kill you. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was like one of the very first plays. Uh, Chris, Witt, a, a defensive back, just rocks my world, and mm-hmm. is on top of me. And he said, "Hey, man, there's a fifteen hundred dollar bounty on your ass." And I'm getting it. 
<laughs> so from that point on, I said, uh-oh, we better strap it on, man. That's when you're just like, I'm going to be pitching. Yeah, I'll, right. I'm going to pitch early. Just I be know, ready for I it. I know where you're going. You're not going to get that guy. Do you watch football now and you think, gosh, if I had man. just been born man. a little yeah. later yeah. with yeah. all these running quarterbacks. Yes, the athletic-style mm-hmm. quarterbacks. And, and uh, if you think back to the wishbone. It was more of a tough thing mm-hmm. until the late part of the wishbone, and then it became more athletic. Yeah, you know the tough part was you know get through a season without getting hurt. Yeah, you know I mean that's what you had to have. And but as it got to the end, you know that's when things started changing and and uh, relying on the quarterback and him being the guy. Yeah. And uh, not as much a field general as you see sometimes. But by that same token, I think about you know Mike Leach, and I bet yeah. I would be willing to bet that Will Rogers threw it more last year than you threw in four years. Oh, there, yeah, without a doubt. Probably no question about no, that. No question. No question. We averaged ten times a game. <laughs> it's 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 incredible because I mean I yeah. grew up and watched that, you right, know, and, and right. that's what college football was. Yeah. And then you look at what college football is, and you're like, well, it you, doesn't look like the same sport. Sometimes. No, it doesn't. And and some things have changed. You know, the rules have changed. Yeah. Make it easier. It, well, we it, it handcuffs the the defense a whole bunch. Yeah. And, and uh, but it puts butts in the seats. It does. It puts points on the board. It which does. That's why the you know, so. Scott Field was thirty something thousand right. when you were there. Yep. And now it's sixty something thousand. Yep. Exactly. And we get to enjoy that. How yep. many how many games a year do you get to come up and see? You get to see a few. Uh, most of the home games. Really. We come up too. Yeah. yeah. Most of them we try. We'll try and make an away game if it's reasonable. You mm-hmm. know. But with kids, they get. In fact, I'm I'm missing an all star. My uh, youngest ten year old. He's playing the. Uh, all-Star Baseball in oh, Starkville. Oh, he's in Starkville? Yeah, he's in Starkville, but i got enough family there where he, he can stay and hang out and there you go. at home. There you go. So. There you go. One last thing before yeah, we man. go. I mean, when I when I think about this upcoming season without Mike Leach, it's, yeah. it's, it's going to be it interesting is. and emotional, and I, I don't know how they're going to handle it. You know, when you think about the players, how do you shake that off? You know, it, at this point, I think it's a, I think it's a personal thing. Yeah, you know, it's more of a, the team. I think because you've got enough influx of people that didn't know Mike. Yeah, you know that didn't know the new guy. So I mean, there's a point to where we're going to have to walk away from that, love the guy, mm-hmm. you know, and swing our sword. Mm-hmm. And uh, but still, now we've got a new guy. We've got to, you know, it's Mississippi State. Yeah. So. Um, so I'm glad he spent his last coaching years. You know, I've known him since he was at Valdosta State. Yeah. So in the early 90s. Yeah, yeah. So I've known him for a long, long time, he and, and, and Hal Mummy and, and all those guys. So um, I'm glad he was here at the end, and um, it was beautiful to watch it. It was. It was a lot of fun. Yes, so it was. You can always see John Bond. If he's, you don't see him in the stands, you see him on the Jumbotron. They still play sometimes. that video. Oh, do they? Of, of, of <laughs> you hail state hell, yeah. So, John Bond, Mississippi State legend here in Greenville at the Greenville Golf and Country Club. We're here at the Delta Soul Celebrity Golf and Charity Events benefiting Steve Azar's St. Cecilia Foundation. When we come back, who knows? Yeah. Who knows who's going to be sitting here? There. They're, they're putting me to work today. I'm having, to, I'm having to just do it on the fly. Thank goodness I had a man I knew a lot about. John Bond, thank you very much. Much. Thank you. Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Do you ever get so excited that you just can't wait? Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi team. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, what's up, boys? Now look what the cat dragged in. Uh huh. 
Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV from the Delta Soul Celebrity Golf and Charity Event, hosted by Steve Azar at Greenville Golf and Country Club. What a day. What a weekend to uh, to benefit the Delta some great charities involved. We'll, uh, we'll if we can nab him at some point. We're going to grab Steve Azar. We're, yeah. we're going to throw a lasso. Nah, not here. He's gone. He's gone. Call it a day. I'm going to say he's coming back at some point. Well, maybe. Well, if he comes back, we'll get him. We'll, we'll give it a shot. But so, uh, we are. He's happy, been working today. Happy to be with you. Great day on the golf course. Even got Brian Haydad out there for uh, for a couple of holes. That's true. And and he uh, Borky Michael um, Borky Michael Borky Haydad did exactly. What he said he will do on the golf course: mm-hmm. drive a cart and drink beer. That's right. He was he was good to go. He I was did. all set. Uh, and and I, I will you know I will make fun of people. Yeah, I got you as well. Yeah, yeah, you did, you did. did. All guests on Sports Talk Mississippi appear on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check yeah. out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. All of our guests today, thankfully though, are in person, and it is my pleasure to introduce to you Mark Pattison, who I had the uh, the the joy of playing golf with today. Had a great time on the golf course. Uh, Mark went to college at the University of Washington. He was an Oakland Raider. He was a New Orleans Saint. But here's what I would tell you about Mark Patterson. I think you have found an interesting person when playing in the NFL is at least, or at best, the second most interesting thing they've done in their life. Mark, great to see you, man. What a fun time. How you, doing? Course hey, you know, you're a stick, too. You, you put it up. You put it out. You can play. It was a fun day today. If I yep. could, if I could putt better, uh, his, his. if we could all putt better, then you know, golf would be a whole lot. I'm easier. your putter. You, you drain some. Big <laughs> his, his ego is gigantic enough. Please do not make it any worse by telling me he's a good golfer. The the truth is, I hit it better today than I have in a long time. That's good. So I, I felt good. I felt good about it. We had a great time. That's that delta humidity keeps the ball down for you. It was warm. Yeah. You know, it's not a big deal. And I, I got to tell you what, too. Like back in the day when I got traded from the Raiders to the Saints in that first practice, and I'd never dealt with humidity. I had my helmet on, my shoulder pads, and receivers, you know, you go down 40 yards, you come back, you go down, it's back and forth, back and forth. I thought my head was going to melt. Bobby A. Haber was the quarterback. I just said, <laughs> dude, time out. I, gotta, I just got to take a moment. Pour some water on I top gotta of I got to pour some head. water. Yeah, I had to learn how to understand and how to deal with that. So, Mark, where, where we live, college football is huge, obviously. Yeah. Uh, two SEC teams, Southern Miss, uh, here in the state of Mississippi, and, and that's a really big deal. When you think back on your time at the University of Washington, you played for Don James, one of the all-time greats. Um, What stands out for you about your Washington football career? You know, I I think it really paved my way because I didn't understand how to work for things. And this has followed me on these different career paths I've chosen over time. Um, He introduced uh, John Wooden's Pyramid of Success. And it's really this blueprint of how to go about doing certain things. Consistency, discipline, going at it with tenacity you know all these there's actually 25 different pillars and and back in those days it was getting bigger stronger faster doing well in the classroom understanding how you get to that ultimate championship for us it was the rose bowl my senior year we actually we went a step higher and we put our, our goal to win the national championship we ended up coming in number two we beat oklahoma in the orange bowl and that was when they they uh, gave BYU a beat a six and six Michigan team in the Holiday Bowl on the twenty fifth of December. So that really opened up the whole BCS thing, yeah. right? And what, where it is, you today. were a trailblazer. Well, we were. I mean, you didn't know it at the time, but you know there was so much discussion about they're playing in the the Big Sky or Mountain West or whatever conference of WAC, I think actually mm-hmm. it was. And here they are playing, you know, Wyoming and Boise State and teams like that. And, and that was Ty Detmer, right? 
No. Oh, oh yeah, we're talking pre That's Robbie pre Bosco. I think it might have been Robbie Bosco. Yeah. Okay. I, I think it was, and and so when you go back there, you know, and we're playing obviously in the back Pac-12. We're playing USC, UCLA, Stanford, sure. and then you know you mix in some. I think we played Michigan in the Big House that year. We played Northwestern. We played some other teams. Houston. You know, we were playing big time football, and it just was different. And so the whole argument, like, how can these guys be number one? And you know, when I went off to the combines later, a couple months. Uh, after the Orange Bowl, I just remember a lot of those guys wishing that we would have been co-champions because there was so much smack and you know about <laughs> you know should they even be there. So they didn't feel like they they earned it the right way. Um, you, you have an NFL career, and and we can talk briefly about that. I just don't want to run out of time on this because I'm so fascinated uh. with what you have done in kind of the second or third chapter of your life. Well, let's let's get off the football thing. I mean, all right. it's all good. All I, right. You know, and, and that's you know, somebody told me recently this. Like, this is why the your 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 windshield is so big and your your you know rear view mirror is so small. Okay, is because like what that. and then, right and yeah. it's really true. It's just like for me that's been my whole thing is like what is next? It doesn't really matter what I've done in the past. Work at Sports Illustrated we'll set that aside for a yeah. second as well. You have summited Mount Everest. But yeah. not only Mount Everest, you have conquered all seven summits, the tallest peak on all seven continents. How in the heck do you go from NFL wide receiver to, you know what, I want to climb mountains and accomplish something that just a really finite number of people that are alive today have done? Well, and, and really that goal, if you if you go down a level, it was, you know, I was going through a rough patch in my life. You know, this is 10 years plus ago, and it was just like I need something massive. And we call that a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal, right? And that's just something that's so, like, you're going to the moon or something. Yeah. And, and for me, that's what it was. You know, I didn't, even though I grew up in the Northwest and there's mountains up there, um, I, you know, I didn't know anything about big-time, high-altitude mountaineering. And so I had to go, just like, you know, with the NFL, you don't go from Little League to the NFL in one jump. You have to go through this progression. And so I climbed and moved to Sun Valley, Idaho. You know, we live at 6,000 feet, and, you know, there's a lot of mountains there. I climb, I train, I go, I do, and I came back. And so I thought this whole thing would take me seven years. It took me ten years to complete. COVID got in the way. Um, I failed on on uh, Denali, which is up in Alaska. But you know, the whole idea about going out, setting these massive goals, and at the time it was be- to become the first NFL player to ever climb the seven summits. And you know, two years ago, twenty twenty one, that happened. Will there be another NFL player that summits all seven? You know, it's just like right now, like one of the if you if you go to Europe, for example, the highest peak in Europe is in Russia, okay. right? And Europe, Russia was shut down, at least for Americans. Sure. And so, you know, so, so there's some logistical issues in pulling it off. There is. And so, so you got physical, you've got mental, and you've got the logistical piece as well. Yeah, and there, some good luck. The, yeah, and then there's a lot of good luck and weather and Mother Nature and everything else. I mean, this year alone on Mount Everest, 17 people died. You know. And usually they have about five, and, you know, you don't want that to be your number. Um, in 2019, I was down in Antarctica, and my tent mate at the time, a guy named Don Cash from uh, Salt Lake City, you know, good guy, but not passionate about mountaineering, and he was just really doing this to check the box. Yeah. Um, so I, we had finished that mountain. It's called Mount Vincent down in Antarctica in January, and then a couple months later, he went off to Nepal to climb Mount Everest. And, you know, he climbed to the very top, got got up there, raised its hand, fell over, died. When I went up there in 2021, I literally stepped over the guy. Oh, wow. So they just leave dead bodies up there. It's too yeah. dangerous to try to get these people yeah. off the off the top. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, when you set a goal, like, 
I want to go climb the, the seven tallest summits on Earth, yeah. the, the tallest on each continent, and you accomplish it, and that was one of those big, hairy, audacious goals you're talking about, yeah. and then you finish it, what's left after that? Huh. Well, I continue to climb. You know, last year, since I've done this, you know, I, I've climbed Cotopaxi, which is a volcano in, right. in Ecuador. Um, last year, I went to do the Matterhorn, which is this is iconic. You know, you go to Disneyland and they have the Matterhorn, right? And so this is the real thing, and it is intimidating. I got up there right to the base, and it was blowing 75 miles per hour. It just snowed, so there's ice, and you're you know, you're climbing up, you know, straight up these rocks with your with your bare fingers, and and there's a guy that had. The right at the base there that had guided over 200 times, I said, what are the chances I can make it because I want to do this? And he goes, you will die. And I said, okay, I'm out. <laughs> so <laughs> I retreated and went down to Chamonix, France, and climbed okay. Mount Blanc, which is almost 16,000 feet and pretty intense itself. So I'm going back in August to do that mountain. So, you know, so I keep trying to put these challenges and these goals out there. I've got a book in the works last year. The NFL is very blessed. I was telling you this on the golf course. I was very blessed that the um, – NFL decided to document that Everest journey. Um, it's called Searching for the Summit. I ended up winning a Best Picture uh, Emmy Award for that. And so, you know. Which you told me was a little surreal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was. I mean, it's just like sometimes when you. And, and let me tell you something else. So, my daughter has epilepsy, right? Okay. And so, when, when about. This is, I don't know, the, the fourth year or so when I got through this. So now it's like 2017 or so. And what I understood is that. That there was a bigger purpose for me because I was getting starting to get a lot of attention from the NFL, and so what happened is I started um, working with these different uh, foundations and charities to redirect that spotlight on these other places that I could raise. So I raised about one hundred fifty thousand dollars to go towards epilepsy and help my daughter and others, you know, get healed. So that's been the really cool blessing out of this whole thing. And so when you say surreal, it's the blessing of helping others. It's the blessing of being up in front. It's the blessing of this film. A lot of it's about the epilepsy and my daughter being healed and about my why and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of things in there. 30 seconds left. Your relationship with Steve Azar and the Delta Soul Charity Classic. Um, this your third year. Yeah, I mean, look, Steve is magic. He he's awesome. You know, I knew Steve when I was playing for the Saints, and he wasn't anything, right? <laughs> I mean, he was playing up at LSU, and we, my, I'd come up there with a bunch of Saints, and we go visit. I happen to know his his sister, who ended up married my buddy, who was going to medical school at Tulane, and we you know we supported him, and he never forgot that. And so when I came off Everest three years ago, he said, "I got to have you here." And so I've Very been cool. on, you know, the, his his podcast and things like that. So he's been. He's been just a superstar. Mark, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Mark Pattison, former NFL player and summiter of the seven highest peaks on the planet. Communication system is a go. go. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Exactly. We have a fun weekend at the Delta Soul Celebrity Golf and Charity Event in Greenville, Mississippi. We are at the Greenville Golf and Country Club. Two days of golf. The uh, celebrity event happened today, and Chris Cheddar joins us now. 
uh, on the Farm Bureau guest line, although she is in person, uh, has been to every single one of the Delta Soul events. Great to see you. Great uh, to be here. Good day on the golf course? Awesome. I mean, any day on the golf course is a pretty good day, right? Not not bad, <laughs> especially for somebody who has, uh, has won an event on the, uh, the LPGA Tour like you have. Um, when you look at women's professional golf today compared to when you were playing on a regular basis on, on the tour, do you just kind of take a deep breath and say that there, maybe there's still work to go, but they've made it? Yeah. You know, I, the, the 90s were really great for women's golf, and I am fortunate that that was when I was playing. And then it, it they, we struggled for a while. Yeah. Um, and it's really getting its feet under it again and there's all these great players oh my gosh they're they're just so good <laughs> so you would have played against Annika, right yep so you you were on tour and i think most people would say greatest women's golfer one of the greatest women's I, golfers i have a little asterisk like when okay. when Annika shot 59 yeah i shot 63 the first day of that tournament i show up to the golf <laughs> Can i get some attention I, I, please i show up to the golf course and and you know it's the second day of the tournament and and i'm walking to the locker room and people are like hey chris Good luck. Play well today. Go get. And I'm like, okay, people don't usually say that to you on Friday. I'm like, what's going on? And I look at the scoreboard. I'm ten shots behind after shooting sixty three. Wow, like, that what? is uh, that's um, that's different <laughs> level <laughs> stuff. You know, I just I, like to be a part of that story. <laughs> so, so when you see people compare Roseng, who who just made her LPGA debut after winning the national championship and wins in her debut for the first time since I think Which it was the crazy. 50s. Yeah, it's like 52 or 51 or 52, something like that. But when you hear somebody attach, okay, this is the next Annika, to, yeah, is that a little much? I think it's a little early to, to make that call. I mean, okay. I remember when, when Annika and Tiger were both Top dominating. Yeah. I, and I kept saying to people, like, you know, this is not going to last. People don't dominate in golf, and they just kept doing it and doing it. And I was like, okay, I'm wrong. But it's not a sport that really people dominate in. You know, I mean, there's just so many factors and yeah. courses and just everything. So it's really, really rare. And what Tiger and Annika did was pretty extraordinary. If, if Rose Langley is the next Annika, who was Annika the next? <laughs> Nancy, Nancy Lopez, Lopez, probably. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just remarkable, those careers. Um, give me Steve Azar's story. You, you, this, you, you have been to every single one of these events. I, and I, I had to tell Jason uh, Young earlier, I was like, this is not satellite radio. We are <laughs> we are FCC monitored. So yeah, it's all right. Just let it fly. You know, I just I love Steve Azar. He is like he's just the greatest guy. I mean, it's a testament to to Steve that he gets so many people to get you know to come to greenville mississippi because it's not the easiest place to get to as right. everyone knows that is correct um but you know steve is i just, live in mississippi i, like, I live in mississippi not the easiest place to get there's <laughs> a long drive yes yeah. Yeah. yeah uh but uh i just i love that guy he's my he has been my brother since i met him i swear like we met at an event in south dakota and we just hit it off and it, it was like I just love this guy like a brother. So tell me this. Is, is there within the 
kind of celebrity world. There are a lot of people that have fundraisers, and a lot of golf tournaments are attached to fundraisers. And I, I know Steve's played in a ton of these for other people as well. Is is that kind of how this works, or is it because kind of. of Steve that people say, yeah, I'll come be part of your event? It has a lot to do with Steve, for yeah. sure. Um, but, you know, there are. There's there's a number of these that happen, and and... You know, you try to support your friends, but I mean, this is this is. I would say that the Delta Soul is the best of them all. Well, that's uh, that's really cool, and I don't know, Steve. He has one of those magnetic personalities. Like he you kind of can't help but be drawn to him. Yeah, yeah, and, and and somehow has the ability to make almost everybody that he meets feel like they're really important. Yeah, and, and to me, that's one of like that's a, like a real gift. Yeah, yeah, he's he's great. All right, so um, for you, at, at this point, life-wise, what's going on and what's next? Uh, well, I'm still playing out on the Legends Tour. Okay. Um, and, and when COVID happened and everything was canceled for me, I had been sort of toying with uh, something that I wanted to do, okay. which was I, I ended up going through the education to open up a brain balancing office in where I live back uh, outside of DC. Okay. And so that's really what I've been doing. I brain do, balancing? I do brain balancing. Whatever it's it called, is, I, I need it. I can tell you. It's, it's, a, it's amazing. It's called Cereset, C-E-R-E-S-E-T. Cerebellum okay. Reset is basically where that name came from. And uh, it's, I, I just love it. It's a way to get people to a better place mentally. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I did it for okay. my golf and it, it helped. But what it really helped was I was dealing with, I had gone through a really rough divorce and I was almost PTSD from, mm. from dealing with that. I had all this anxiety. I wasn't sleeping. And my golf game got better, but my life got better after after doing this. It's basically optimizing your own brain to help itself. Incredible stuff. Chris yeah. Cheddar visiting with us. We've got more coming up with you from Delta. What we're going to do right here is go back. Now back to, back to the sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. So let's get rolling. On Super Talk Mississippi. It's not quite the old lady in Oxford trying to run us up, but we, we got a lot of, lot of yeah, traffic. Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Sports Talk it's Mississippi, like streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV, coming to you as always from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort, the home of the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. Today we are on the road. We're at the Greenville Golf and Country Club for the Delta Soul Celebrity Golf and Charity Event. Alongside Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross, Michael Borky in the studio as well. We are so glad to be with you this afternoon. Borky, I was uh, I was jealous. A couple of years ago, you were here for this event, and I was not. I was at a Super Regional that weekend, and, and you came back and you just told me how much fun it was. Yeah, it we're was having, a lot of fun, yeah. I was yeah. here too. Oh, I forgot you were here That's that right. year. That's right. Um, I am thrilled to be here. My very first uh, Delta Soul event. Uh, and glad to introduce you to Pete Shaw. He is a former NFL player, uh, former Northwestern Wildcat. He is the pride of the Garden State <laughs> from uh, from Newark, New Jersey, or at least that's where uh, he was born. Pete, man, uh, what a great time on the golf course today. We had a wonderful time. Thank you very much. It, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you were kind. I, my back didn't feel great, and so there were a few times today where I was like, Pete, I just need you to hit this shot for me. <laughs> and and you, never, you never hesitated. I felt like you were an incredible team player. It was a uh, it was a great day. 
Yeah, it was a great day. <laughs> oh man! Hey, so I was I was asking um, uh, Chris a second ago about this uh, this uh, kind of the the charity celebrity pro-am golf event. This is something that you've been involved with. We'll, we'll talk about your relationship with Steve Azar in a second. But these events that, that kind of happen all over the country, and they're all designed to raise money for, for causes that are, are important either to, to you playing in it or, or to a friend of yours uh, You know that, that is the reason that you're involved in it. Tell me a little bit about this, this whole playing in these celebrity golf events. Well, it, it's um, First of all, it's a lot of fun, and people treat you like royalty. You know, so, and it's for great cause. That's the bottom line. It's for great causes. And personally, I've always been uh, one of those people that were willing to give my time um, for charitable causes. I mean, right. I came, I grew up in New, New Jersey. Okay. You know, it, nothing was on a silver spoon. You know, so I understand helping and assisting and giving somebody a leg up or, uh, just helping things get better, you know? I mean, so I'm big on charity. I'm big on it, uh, and it's and I do a lot of it. I do a lot of it, and I have no problem with it because I enjoy it, you know, uh, whatever the cause. Yeah. Um, if it's benefiting somebody, I'm in, you know? Uh, and, and then there's some fun times that are had along oh, the way, yeah. as no, you said on, just man. a second I mean, ago. That's like I said. I mean, it's like I said. I mean, I get to hang out with, you know, uh, players that I – didn't play against and players I did play against younger players you know it's because it's, it's, it's kind of like a fraternity especially in the NFL sure you know um, when did you start playing golf after I retired okay after I retired from football and uh, self-taught so that didn't help <laughs> you <know>. I hear you <laughs> but um, I started playing I didn't start playing golf until I was like what 30 something years old you know um, damn, I should be a lot better after all those years. <laughs> well, you you and I fall into that category together then. I, I think it was you that asked me, hey, when did you start playing? I was like, I was six. Right, right, so, right, right. Wait, hold on, there's a problem. <laughs> should be better than I am if I've been doing it for uh, for this long. Well, yeah. All right, from, so, so you grew up in New Jersey. Right. You're obviously a standout high school football player. What other sports besides football? Baseball and, um, and wrestling. Okay, baseball I, and wrestling. I was an all-state baseball player, and... Uh, I love baseball. I thought I was going to play baseball in college. Okay. But what happened was I went to Northwestern, and the guy that recruited me left and went to Michigan, Alex Agassi. He okay. left and went to Michigan, and we got John Punt, who was the uh, the head coach at University of Indiana when they played USC in the Rose Bowl in 1968, I think it was. Okay. And uh, so Punt comes to Northwestern, and... Um, Everybody's excited because he won a super. He won a Rose Bowl. You know, we didn't get along so much. We, okay. Yeah. So I started the third game my freshman year under Agassi, and then Punt comes in and he had a, a little man complex. He had a serious little man complex. So okay. We didn't get along. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like maybe you and Punt didn't get, get along. along. <laughs> you got. You got it. That's what he's so, telling us. I think. But. But, uh, but you stuck with it. I stuck with. Oh no! Because if 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 I had, if we had the opportunity like the kids have today, to be able to go into the portal, yeah, I'd been gone. Sure, I'd been gone. But Northwestern was a perfect fit for me. Like when I was recruited, and, and in high school, I had offers from all over the country. 
And oh, hold on now. You can't be dismissive about that because you told me earlier today what your options were right. leaving high school. Right. You had Ivy League options. Uh, obviously, uh, a whole bunch, all of them. You had an offer to the University of Nebraska. National champs. And you chose Northwestern. I wanted it. I always, education was always, uh, it was always important to me. Who'd that come from? Your parents? My mother. Your mother? My mother used to say, get your education, son. Get your education, son. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, she'd be serving me breakfast and say, make sure you get your education. I would come home. I would go to practice, right? And I played three sports. I'd come home, and I'd say, Mom, wake me. I'd eat, eat dinner. I said, I'm going to take a nap. Wake me up Let me so I can do my homework. Okay. All right? So she'd wake me up. She'd call me in her beautiful voice, you know. Yeah, my legal name is Kenneth. All right, so you say Kenneth, Kenneth, time to get up. Right? And, I mean, I'm I, disappointed because I, 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 I wanted to hear you say. She said, "Petey, Petey, <laughs> come in here." You know, see, she always called me Kenneth. She okay. always called me Kenneth because my dad used to call me Pistol Pete. That, that, that's a little, another story. The Pistol Pete came from when I was a kid. I had two six shooters, mm-hmm. and I loved my I loved my guns. Right? Yeah. And so my dad kept calling me Pistol Pete, Pistol Pete. So my nickname became Pete. So Lee, so now I'm Pete Shaw, right? Instead of Kenneth. My mom used to always say, his name's not Pete. His name is Kenneth. I'm Pete today, right? <laughs> 68 years later, I'm still Pete. You know, so. Dad won something. That's a rare thing nowadays. You know, normally mom wins everything. Yeah, normally, normally they do. Normally they do, but, um, it's stuck. Yeah. It's stuck, yeah. If, to your point a second ago, transfer portal had been a thing. Where would your options have been in terms of leaving Northwestern? Where could you have gone? You know, because um, Nebraska recruited me. At, Monty Kiffin was recruited me yeah. at uh, Nebraska. And um, I don't know that I would have gone in Nebraska. Um, Northwestern was kind of the perfect fit for me. And here's the deal. I grew up in Newark, New Jersey, which is right across the river from New York City. So I'm a city kid. Sure. Right? I used to... Go to the movies and I saw plays and uh, it had dinners and stuff like that with my girlfriend. You know, it was Howard Johnson's, you know. <laughs> but, I had, but I had dinner in in uh, New York, and so I like the big city. I love love, love city life. Um, uh, so I I needed that. And Northwestern was a perfect fit. It was sure. private school, sixty five hundred students. Uh, elite education. Elite education. Ten percent of the uh, the student population was African American. Okay, and was, was that significant then? Oh, very. Okay, yeah. because it's 1972. Okay, you know, I mean, uh, I lived through the civil rights movement. You know, and uh, there was a mosque in my right down the street from my house. You know, the the the, the black Muslims. You know, the. Uh, Muhammad Ali's and the Louis Farrakhan's, you know, that right. was, so it was, it was very prevalent in my, my area where I grew up. So it was, it was very significant to me to, to be around, uh, other African Americans, you know, in school. And Chicago just fit, you know, I was 10 minutes from Chicago in, in Everson, Illinois at Northwestern. Ne- never enough time. We got a minute and a half left. Okay. So you're drafted by San Diego. Mm-hmm. You play with the Chargers. Right. And then you get traded to the Giants. To New York Giants. It was, and so uh, you get to go back home as a professional athlete. And 
when I'm, I was working, I, I, I worked every off season because we had to make the money that the guys make today. I worked every off season, plus we having a degree from Northwestern. I had jobs every year. I'm at my job and I get a call from Don Coriel. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Don Coriel. Um, and he says, Pete. And he's literally crying. I mean, his voice is crackling. He said, I'm sorry, man. Um, we traded you to the New York Giants. All right? And I said, Coach, it's okay. Thank you. I love playing for you. But if you could have traded me any place in the, in, in the league, that's where I would have wanted to go. That was the right? spot. Yeah, because my parents were there. You know? And so my family got to see me every Sunday. You know? And I got to play for the New York Giants, who, who were my favorite team when I grew up as a kid. Yeah. All right. So I can right. play for the New York Giants. I wanted to play in Yankee Stadium, no. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even get a uh, like a short contract and, and, done and, with and, the Yankees. Not in the Yankee Stadium. Come on, George. George Seinbrenner, get it done. All right. Uh, Pete had a blast with you on the golf course today. I appreciate you spending a few I did minutes too. with Thank you very much. this afternoon. Great to see you. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much. We got more coming up. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm, Supertalk TV, and of course on your Super Talk Mississippi radio stations. We'll be right back. in Mississippi. You'll hear about it here. Here. Sports Talk Mississippi. You like this show, huh? Yeah! Super Talk Mississippi. Live. Radio. Right. But it's not. Video, too. Yeah. You're on TV. Ish. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. We're glad to be with you this afternoon alongside Brian Haydad and Michael Borky. I'm Richard Cross, coming to you as always from the Pearl River Resort Studios. So, you know, there's some people that, like, you feel like you always need to needle and you need to pick at. Yeah, it's you. Yeah, you do that to me all the time. Yeah. It's okay. I, I kind of feel that way about Dan Warner, but... That's a little disingenuous because sometimes there are people in life that are nice to you when they don't have to be. And when Dan Warner was the offensive coordinator at Ole Miss, I was hosting the uh, the pre and the post game show for the Ole Miss Radio Network. And every single week, I had to pop my head into his office on a Friday before a home game, and I knew he didn't want to do this interview. I knew he didn't want to talk to me. He's in game planning. He's going through scripts. He's it's, finishing films. It's not that. There's it, a few things on my mind at the time. It wasn't that, Richard. There are a few other things going on, and he was always nice enough to go, yeah, come on in. He just didn't want to talk to you. You're one of the few. I didn't. I don't know what it is, but I didn't treat many people that way. He felt sorry for him. It's okay. And, and so today, I decided I'd just push the envelope a little bit farther and say, "Hey, when you finish golf today, you mind coming and sitting down to uh, visit for a little while?" Uh, Dan Warner, offensive mind extraordinaire in college football. He's uh, he's been in a lot of places and has done a lot of good work. The University of Miami at Ole Miss, uh, most recently at South Carolina, high school head football coach as well here in Mississippi, and uh, pretty good golfer. What's up, my man? Uh, all that was true other than the pretty good golfer. Well, I, Very good you golfer. You used to be a good golfer. 
Average. I used to be average. Now I'm way below. Okay. Well, you and I are together then. There we go. We need to play more together. What a fun event, right? Awesome. Awesome. I mean, what Steve's done here, I had no idea this went on. I met him about six months ago, and he said, Coach, well, first of all, he said, you got to do the radio show. So I did. That mm-hmm. was fun. And he said, now you got to come down for the golf tournament, and this is way better than the radio show. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so, of course, we're going to have you on a radio show. Of course. While yeah. we're doing that. Yeah. After, whatever, 15 holes. <laughs> hey, you want to come and do it? Of course, he also said right after... And this is now an a- an hour after. Yeah, but I, mean, I could have, a, I could be at the hotel taking a shower. But this is what I do for you, Richard. Th- there's a there's a bit of an unwinding period that, that <laughs> needs to happen after uh, after a round. You have uh, you, you've seen places. You've been places in in college football. Obviously, we talk about college football more than than anything else. When you think about the biggest changes in the game over the last. Which is funny because you you could say over the last decade, but really over the last two or three years, with with the way the game has changed. What, what what comes to mind? Well, I mean, obviously the things that are going out where you can pay players and they can transfer whenever they want. Yeah. When I started coaching, nobody ever thought about that, that it would ever happen. And it is. And all I know is I retired three years ago. All my buddies that I talk to, which I talk to them all the time, say, Dan, you should thank God that you're not involved in it because you would not like this stuff. You yeah. would not like what's going on right now. Is there a little bit of a double-edged sword? I mean, if you've got a quarterback, for example, that, that plays well, but maybe doesn't get the NIL deal he wants or doesn't love where he is on the depth chart or doesn't like that you bring somebody else in and, and he leaves, you're like, you got to be kidding me. But the flip side of that is if you've got a quarterback that's not playing well and you need to go get somebody, you can theoretically go get somebody. Well, there's no doubt. But as a coach, you don't. You're thinking about, look, I'm working with this guy. I want him to be good, along with the backup. You know, the backup's got to be ready for, you know, a couple of years. That's how, as a young coach and my whole career, that's what you did. You coached the, the main guy. The backup's got to be ready in case, along with the fact that when he graduates, obviously, my backup's got to be ready. Well, now the backup may say, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Out. I'm done. So then the starter gets hurt. You're in big trouble, or the t- starter leaves too. Then you're really in trouble. Obviously, you can go and hit the portal, but it's just something that I never dealt with. So it's just totally different than anything that us old guys ever had to deal with. Yeah, and then we have you know that's off the field. Obviously, on the field, the game is changing. We had John Bond on a minute ago, and he was lamenting, born about you know forty years too early, a mobile quarterback. What could he have done in today's right. offenses? You were coaching, you know, just a few years ago, but even then, the game has changed a lot. Yeah, the big people always ask me what, you know, in your however many years of coaching you had, what is the biggest difference in offenses or the 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 things that you think change offense the most? Well, right at the end of my career, it was the tempo offense, which we did rather well, obviously. Yeah, and the RPOs. That that stuff turns a quarterback that maybe can't read defenses as well, uh, or you know has limitations, whatever they may be. All of a sudden now, hey, if we go fast, the defense isn't set. And if they're not set up, we throw a quick pass out here that we got a run play called, and we throw a quick pass and gain 15 yards. And, I mean, to me, that was the biggest change in my career. You know, one of the things that's always been fascinating to me is for the longest time, 
there was a trickle down from the NFL to college. You know, what worked in the NFL seemed to work its way down to college, but it's like the script is completely flipped. And, and I'm not sure that anybody thought we would ever get to that point, but what has worked so well at college, we're seeing more and more of implemented in the NFL. For sure. And, you know, I was an NFL-type offense guy for right. years. And when Pro we start, style. Yeah. And when we started doing this stuff, and it was so successful – well, now I get NFL guys calling me and saying, "Hey, Dan, what'd you guys do in this? And how'd you how'd you play so fast? And what about this RPO?" And you see it all the time now. The NFL guys are doing it. Visiting with Dan Werner, uh, offensive coordinator at a bunch of different places, and a high school football coach as well. And to me, that's a really interesting chapter in your life because of things that happened within your personal life. You you stepped away from college football and you became a high school football coach, and that was important for for your kids as they were growing up. I'm curious though, what that did to you or made you as a coach when you stepped away from the college game and now you're coaching at a small high school in North Mississippi. Well, first of all, it was as much fun as I've ever had of coaching. Was it really? No doubt. I mean, I had so much fun. The people treated me great there. Uh, I needed a family, and they were my family, North Delta and Batesville. So I loved it there. But the fact that now you have to teach guys. You know, I'm used to having these guys that are, you know, four or five-star guys that show up, and they know how to get in that stance and all that stuff. These guys, you have to literally, I mean, teach them how to, buckle their helmet and you know put their pads on yeah so it, it was just so different obviously but it's so much fun and the the kids loved it and loved learning when you said something man they looked you in the eye and they wanted to learn and uh, so and we had a lot of success it was a lot of fun and won a bunch of games and and like i said those are my family that's my family in batesville and when you, you know, think about high school in the state of Mississippi, it's such a big deal. We, we, we put so much focus on college football, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Southern Miss. But high school football, it really is a religion here here in, in, in Mississippi. And when you think about you know, being in the Panola area, I mean, it really, that may be the, where the cathedral is. Yeah, maybe and, so. You know, what was it like just, just coaching in that area? Well, I can tell you, So, we, like I said, we won a bunch of games and uh, – we were getting in the playoffs, getting deep in the playoffs, and the headmaster came to me and said, now, I'm not saying you know, you're going to lose. We're playing a team that was really good, and they were way better than us. But he said, look, just have a plan. If it doesn't, you know, if you, if you lose, and I hate even using that word. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but he, a smart guy, and he said, uh, have a plan because these kids are going to be crushed because that's it. Not one of these guys will ever play football again for the rest wow. of their life, the seniors. And we did lose the game. And so you come in and, you know, I'm used to, okay, we'll, we'll play next year and a bunch of guys go to the NFL or whatever whatever happens. And so I could see how, I mean, it was so hard to talk to these kids because that was their life. They They loved it so much and knew that they would never play again. Did, did you find your patience tested? So, I mean, you said you know teaching guys how to buckle their chin strap and, and get their helmet on when it's like you've been teaching a, a doctorate level course and now it's like intro level. I don't have very good patience anyway. <laughs> so I'm aware whether I'm talking to <laughs> you know a, a guy that is still playing in the NFL or sure. you know I've coached guys that are now offensive coordinators in the NFL or head coaches. So. I didn't have patience with them, but, uh, you know, you have to change your mindset, obviously. This is what I have. I've got to be smart about this. I can't 
teach him stuff that I'm trying to teach these other guys, I got to get him right and play yeah. as good as we can. Are you having fun in uh, in retirement? I mean, you, you you serve your time in the football world. There is nothing better than retirement. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, we, we travel. We play golf. We, you know, uh, uh, I do have to find things to do. That's a, but yeah. I still watch a bunch of football. I have a, a laptop that I get to watch all the games and. You doing a little consulting work? I do, but it's more. It's not. Like for a certain team, it's somebody will say, "Hey, would you come up and talk about this?" Okay. Or you know, different types of schemes or whatever. Uh, so it's, and I can always say no. We're we're we're, we're going to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there. You know, if I can do it in three weeks, I'll do it. That's how Richard approaches work as well. Well, that's yeah, a good way to go. You know, it shows up. Like, hey, hey, no. I might be here. I might not. <laughs> that's uh, Dan Warner, college football coach for a uh, long time. Kind to spend a few minutes with us. I, I still think it's kind of ridiculous that he hits from the old man tees, but he's convinced himself that man. he deserves that. And so, you know, <laughs> here we go. we got more coming up with you. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Coach. All right, man. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back. Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. Houston said yesterday that if we were going to be on this couch that I could lay my head in your lap. I I, I can't hear you. He would stroke my hair lovingly. What was this? He said I could just lay down and put my head in your lap, and you were going to stroke my hair lovingly. That's disgusting. I'm just—I thought it was going to happen. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Alex. On this Friday afternoon at the Delta Soul Golf Event, charity golf event in Greenville, Mississippi. This is Steve Azar's event. Uh, benefits the Steve Azar Saint Cecilia Foundation. We'll tell you more about that as we go through the uh, course of the show this afternoon. Alongside Brian Haydad and Michael Borky, I'm Richard Cross. Woo! Take a deep breath. All guests on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com. Of which there are a lot today. And go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Borky, kind of rewinding to where we started, and I know you guys talked to uh, John Bond before I uh, I made it in. How about Mark Patterson and, and his story? NFL guy, uh Went through kind of a tough spot in life, decided that he needed to uh, take on a, a big goal, and that goal was, I'm going to go climb the uh, highest summit on each of the seven continents, and then he did it. Yeah, and the, uh, the the question was a good one, and I don't think he's ever been asked before. You said, when you're done with that, what do you do? He was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> when when yeah. you've accomplished your goal, what happens afterwards? Uh, that, that's, uh, that was a really cool story, man. Yeah, he's uh, he's a neat guy. Um, visited, uh, met him this morning uh, right before we went off and uh, had a really good visit with him on the golf course today. It was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, let's, uh, let's just do a quick check of the scoreboard. Sure. We've got uh, Super Regional Baseball going on. Game one of the day was between Duke and Virginia. And did all three of us yesterday pick Virginia, or was that one of those where we were like, kind of, eh? We, we, I said that Virginia probably win, but... Duke has a knack for finding a way to win these things. Well, they did exactly that. Yeah. They won 5-4 to four in Game 1 of the three-game series, three games if necessary. 
in Charlottesville. So Duke is one win away from the College World Series. Virginia's got to win their next two if they want to keep playing. TCU and Indiana State are playing in Fort Worth. Indiana State, because they are the higher-seeded team, is the home team in Game 1 of the Fort Worth Super Regional. I I think TCU would trade being the visiting team for playing the game in their home ballpark. We learned yesterday. They will be the, the home team is the home team is the home team all the way through. Yeah, all, all three games all, all the way through. Yeah. So uh, Indiana State will be the home team in that regional. No score between TCU and uh, and Indiana State. There should be uh, there's there's a runner on first for TCU with two out, double in the gap. So you would think okay. that runner would score. Outfielder uh-huh. fields it cleanly off the wall. Hits his cutoff man on a beautiful throw without the cutoff man having to move at all. Cutoff man throws a strike to the catcher and throws him out at home. It was oh, a, yeah. I mean, I mean, just impressive defense. That throw in was long too, and uh, they got it to him and threw a guy out. So what you thought was going to be the the game opening run, uh, the home team on the road, uh, awesome defense there. Great. That's, uh, that's good. And now TCU at the top of the third has taken a one nothing lead. There it is. So TCU is now on the board. They have. Uh, I'm assuming that's a solo home run because that uh, just flipped a moment ago. Uh, what do we got? I don't know. Borky, you may have that up on uh, TV in the studio. But uh, TCU has just gotten on the board, and they take a one nothing lead. South Carolina and Florida about 20 minutes from getting started in Gainesville. Yeah, it was the, a solo uh, homer. Okay, so solo home run. It, it wasn't Trey Richardson again, was it? It was uh, a gentleman named Davis, and we'll go with that. Okay. Bob. Bob Davis. Davis. Bob Davis. I think that's his name. The Niner right. guy, too. But, yeah, that's the, the only name I'm getting is Davis right now. So we're just getting da- – Davis like and a home run. Great job, Davis. Yeah. He plays by, by one name. He's, you know. Yeah. Prince. Prince. Pulls that off. Exactly. Madonna. Madonna. Eminem. Is Azar a one-name guy? No. He's Steve Azar. I mean, he's kind of. If you talk to Will East, he's a he's a one name guy. Yeah, I've never heard Will East say Steve in front of Azar ever. Yeah, that's um, maybe onto something uh, onto something there. Yeah. So you got uh, South Carolina, Florida, and then Oregon. Oral Roberts. Uh, I was talking with Ryan Griffin earlier today from uh, from Pearl River Resort. Yeah, he was he's, here. He's yeah. here this weekend. Yeah, and uh, he was telling me that the secondary value for tickets for the Hattiesburg. Mm-hmm. Market cheapest ticket like to get in the door was like pricey two hundred and thirty seven dollars mm-hmm. or something like that. Cheapest ticket to get in the door for uh, Oregon Oral Roberts thirty one bucks. You just have to bring some recyclables. I <laughs> uh, just might let that one hang there for a second. So bring uh, bring bring your recyclables and thirty one dollars, and you can uh, yeah. you can get into the ballpark. Exactly, Borky. What's the uh, it's the biggest storyline on uh, on day one of Super Regionals, or or I should say, no, I, game ones. I, I kind of think, at least for us, it should be what's happening tomorrow, though, right? I mean, yeah. you, you mentioned that the get-in price, and uh, that's something special. Another reminder that the whole sell tickets to the general public thing was always so stupid. But, um, I, I mean, th- this is a pretty elementary thought, but uh, true or false, agree or disagree, however you want to put it, Southern Miss cannot win this series without winning the Tanner Hall game. Oh, total agreement. Of course, you know, we say that. Cannot is very strong. I I know, but cannot win this weekend without it. Do we know if it's Hall versus uh, Chase Dollander? 
I have not seen an official like these are the starting pitchers, but I have to believe that's the case. That is an outstanding. I mean, that's the best matchup of the weekend. I, I can't imagine there's a better one. Yeah. Like, I don't know who Kentucky's throwing, but it's not either one of those guys against Skeens. So. I mean, Borky, some of my stupidity in the past has led me to try to not speak in absolutes. Uh, that, that tends to not go well. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. But it's really, really hard to see a scenario where Southern Miss wins the weekend without winning and, Tanner Hall's game. And again, I, I mean, I agree with you. I do. But that's exactly what they did last week. Exa- well, and, and that's where I was headed next. Was and and yet, last weekend. <laughs> but then Tanner Hall goes nine innings, the equivalent great, of yeah. a complete game. Pitched really. He only gave up one run. Mm-hmm. They just got nothing done offensively, and Southern Miss uh, still managed to come back. Which, which to me, I, I think that's a good thing, right? I, I mean, I think it's a good thing for Southern Miss if you go, okay, you have proven that you can win games that he doesn't pitch. Like that, that possibility does exist, but it sure does make you feel better about your chance. Yeah. If you win that first game. Yeah. I would say that if, if they win the Tanner Hall game, it's, it's going to. They're going to win the next one. The momentum. Oh, you much. think so? If they win on, on Saturday, that crowd is going to be insane at Pete Taylor. They will carry them. You know, when we visited with Jason yesterday, and I, and I thought he made a good point, but because of the way the games played out last year, mm-hmm. where Ole Miss won 10 nothing and 5 nothing, great crowds. Yeah. It was full. I mean, every seat was full. But that crowd never, ever was able to fully get on board and try to kind of influence the outcome of the game. Yeah. And it's like there were a couple of times where they tried to do that. Like, they tried to just get it going, and it's like, oh, another strikeout. Or, oh... Um, you know, there's another base hit if the, we, the other if way. If you can get one nothing in the bottom of the first for Southern Miss, the place is going to go berserk. It goes nuts. Yeah, and it'll just carry them the rest of the way. But, Borky, don't you believe that's really important? Right? When when you think about Southern Miss's chances, that they've got to have that extra player in the form of the crowd? Yeah. I, I mean, that's – and Kendall said it too when he visited with us, but, but absolutely. I mean, that, that's – it's a big deal, and I wonder also uh, when looking at this game and you know where the advantages are. I think we're all in agreement that Southern Miss in starting pitching has the advantage in Game One. Uh, my question is, where else do they have the advantage aside from crowd? Is there anything else where you look at these two teams and say bullpen advantage Southern Miss, bats advantage Southern Miss, fielding advantage Southern Miss, or is Tennessee's depth and talent? Uh, greater than that of what Southern Miss has in those other categories? I feel like Tennessee is probably, especially offensively, the better team. But you, when you talk about the crowd, that is such a huge thing because not only is it going to be a great crowd for Southern Miss, Tennessee has been terrible on the road this year. Now, I know they went on to Clemson and won that, that regional. I know they did. But they've been an awful road team this year. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's – even if Tennessee is a little bit – and these two teams, I think, are pretty evenly matched. So having that that crowd is the biggest advantage of all. You know, from a starting pitching standpoint, I would I would almost call that even. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, Dollander, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Tanner Hall, Dollander, but but the rest of the guys, I mean, whether you're talking about Drew Beam or, or whoever else, but, but Southern Miss has just been – they've been solid on the weekends. Mm-hmm. They've had – Guys, they've found ways to win. Yeah, but they but they've had guys that started game two or game three that have gone out and given you seven innings of three hit ball where they give up two runs, mm-hmm. and, and so I think that's a possibility there. I, I give the bullpen edge, I think, 
to uh, to Tennessee because of Chase Burns and, and kind of what he has become for Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, offensively, I mean, Tennessee's hit more home runs, right? I mean, they're up over 100 home runs, 115 home runs for the season. That's not really the makeup of, of Southern Miss's team, so I would give a little bit of a nod to uh, Tennessee in terms of what they do at the plate. Defensively, pretty even. Uh, especially when you're playing in your home ballpark and you're on turf, you're not looking at bad bounces or, or anything else. You know, I mean, so so if you're putting Tennessee and all of their categories on one side and Southern Miss and all of their categories on the other, I'm putting more check marks on the Tennessee side of things. Southern Miss definitely has the advantage in lack of whiny media members. Well, if that helps influence the outcome, I think it then, does. Uh, that's I think a good news for the uh, Golden Eagles. More coming up with you after this in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Rolling along with you on this Friday afternoon on Sports Talk Mississippi and the Pearl River Resort Studios, coming to you from the Delta Soul Celebrity Golf and Charity Event. From uh, Greenwood, or, sorry, not Greenwood, the Greenville Golf and Country Club. Happy to be joined by uh, Corey Miller right now, former South Carolina Gamecock, veteran of the NFL with the Giants and the uh, Vikings, son that played for a, a school one state to the to the east of ours. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I think that's right. Yeah, get, I screwed it up. I mess it up every time. Hey, Dad loves to get mad at me. Uh, Corey Miller's son, uh, Christian Miller, was a. Uh, um, uh, great great player, player. Great yeah. player at the University of Alabama and has kind of gotten into the media game himself now a little bit. Yeah, he's you know, he's following in dad's footsteps and uh, I laugh with him because uh, when he was getting recruited, you know, he was four slash five star and every, you know, recruiting website want calls you, want to talk to you, want to interview you, radio stations and he absolutely hated it. Really? Like I would have to force him to speak to these folks. And um, he just like I don't need to do this. I don't want to talk. I don't know these people. He was every excuse imaginable. So I was laughing the other day. I said, "Huh? You know, he did this thing in Alabama. Two year starter, two time national champion. He's got his hand engraved as the captain walk, whatever they call it down there. Great things. Went to the pros three years with the Panthers, and now he's talking." As a media person. Asking people, hey, will you come on the show and visit with me? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's a, see what God would do And, so, and you said he's doing sideline reporting for Alabama? Yeah, he does the sidelines, uh, enjoys it. He loves, you know, I said, you can only ask Nick one question. Yeah, right? Right. And you can't ask him a tough question. You better yeah. just ask. So, Coach, what do you think about the first half? That's all you got to ask. That's it. So, Richard does sideline reporting for Ole Miss. So, if we ever have a battle royal Uh-oh. of sideline reporters, I know who's throwing you over the top. There you go. I fight dirty. <laughs> just, just know. Just You're go, gonna I fight to. dirty. You're going to have to. Going low, going to fight dirty. you got to do that. Yeah. Hey, take me back to Nick Saban sitting in your living room trying to convince your son that uh, Alabama is a place for him. It was amazing. Um, uh, Chris Ruff uh, was a freshman at South Carolina when I was a senior. And um, when he called me, you know, he called my son Little Deacon because I'm an ordained minister. And he called well, Little Deacon. I was how little dick doing i said little dick is growing you know he's getting he's doing some good things and then little deacon uh broke all of peter bowers records at spring valley high school sack record uh with 29 sacks i believe it was in his senior year and um everybody's calling him and and um 
he said, well, we want to recruit him, and uh, we want to see him. I said, that's, that's cool. Alabama's Alabama. I mean, when the A shows up, you know, that says something about you as a football player. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Kirby uh, was his recruiter as well, and they flew in and uh, in the private plane and came to the house, and Chris's mother, who's Italian, made a nice Italian dish. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's kind of surreal, right? You know, you – I mean, I, I've been around every great coach, Hall of Fame coaches playing in the league. I mean, that that wasn't the thing for me, but I just watched their faces that Nick Saban is actually in your kitchen. Yeah. You know, he's in the kitchen, you know, while she was making the dish. And uh, But it was cool. He was just relaxed. He was very personable, funny, um, but yet at the same time very serious, like – and, and and you could believe what he was saying. He wasn't trying to sell you some dream or some, you know, bag of tricks. It was like, hey, we want you. This is what we think you can do. We think you're an NFL player uh, in our weight room, and how we're going to develop you, and uh, you'll do some great things, and yeah. and uh, have have a lot of great wins. And, and of course, Christian was so. Uh, it was like that. I'm done. I'm go- I'm going to Alabama. That's and that was. It. I mean, it was Georgia when Mark Rick was there. We like Mark Rick. Good dude. He committed to Florida with Will Muschamp when he was there, and he was like, "I'm decommitting," and uh, <laughs> you know. And I was like, I was a little mad because I was like, I got a lot of great friends in Jacksonville. You know, I play a lot of golf. TPC Sawgrass, golf Jim yeah. Fick is one of my best friends. You know, I'm like, dude, they, I might get a nice little condo in Florida. You been, you know? He's like, I'm decommitting. I'm going to Alabama. So, all right, he did. Best decision he made. He's all, made. all right, so you got to help me out on the timeline. Your rookie year. With the Giants. Mm-hmm. Was that Super Bowl season or was that the year after? The year after. Okay, it was the year after mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Um, th- that time in New York when uh, Parcells is the head coach. Yep. And uh, just, just what stands out for you? Maybe specifically about him. He was a jerk. <laughs> Good to know. I mean, <laughs> you want me to be specific? Yeah. We've had you know two, I mean? two former NFL players on, or three. One of them talked about climbing mountains, which was awesome. Yeah. The other two were both like, didn't like my coach. <laughs> you know, he, he was just—he was just a jerk. He's from New York, and and has been living there for a while. You get it. Um, I just remember this specifically, right? I was a six-round draft choice back when they had twelve or thirteen rounds, and um, I was supposed to be a second. I hurt my knee, had surgery, so that knocked me down. But um, we get to the Sheridan Hotel. I remember it because we just went back on Legends Weekend, and I'm like, I remember that room right there. Parcells came in at the meeting, and the rookies. He goes, "You know what, guys? We just won the Super Bowl." Right, he said, and I got all my guys back if I want them. He said, "No, you know what this means? I don't need any of you." Bleep, 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 bleep. He said, "So here's the deal: the bus will be here at seven thirty a.m. to pick you up." And he said, "I don't give a blip if you own it or not. I don't care if you're first round or twelfth round. You mean nothing to me. I don't like rookies." And so I'm sitting there going, "This is what the NFL I." Dreamed of, you know, about being in, but he was just serious. He just tell you where you were at, what he thought. You pass him out, you know, in the morning, and you say, "Hey, coach, how you doing?" He just keeps walking. He did not like rookies, right? You had to prove yourself. You got time to hang for a couple of yeah, minutes. Yeah, I got another butt time. Corey Miller, we got a quick timeout. Sports Talk Mississippi, the news. Then we'll be right back with you from the Delta Soul Celebrity Golf and Charity Event in Greenville. You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. 888-808-8637 on Super Talk Mississippi.
Hey, welcome to the weekend, 5 o'clock hour, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, Michael Borky, and you. Thanks for being with us in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort, home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, two 18-hole championship courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas. Steve Azar, big fan of Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. You can uh, find him there, and uh, we are glad to be coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Thank you to uh, Corey Miller for hanging around and uh, visiting with us during the break and uh, spending a few more minutes with us this afternoon. I'm really fascinated with this celebrity golf circuit. So you play in you play in Steve's event. I know mm-hmm. Steve plays in a lot of these charity events and in a lot of different places. You were telling me a second ago that uh, Monday after the Masters, which may be the most famous celebrity yeah. golf event that's out, out there, it's been going for I don't know, clear nearly yeah, three 30, decades. Thirty years next year. Wow, thirty that's a long 30 time. Years. So how do you? I mean, I, I get first of all you have to be a celebrity, and being a former NFL player helps. But there are a lot of former athletes out there that aren't doing this. How do, how do you kind of get into this routine? I mean, it's, it's interesting because, you know, I started with them, right, because being friends with Darius and Hooting the Blowfish and going to school with them uh, at the University of South Carolina, the real USC, by the way, okay. the original, <laughs> um, you know, and then you plan, they want to get athletes, and so, hey, and I didn't really even play golf. It was like, hey, you know, you know, one of the legends of, of South Carolina football athletics, and you know, want you to come. And so I did. I started learning how to hit golf balls, and I actually got Sterling Sharp involved in golf when he hurt his neck with Green Bay, and he thought it was the most stupid thing that you ever can do is hit this little ball. And now you can't get him away from a golf course, but it's still stupid. It's I mean, a, we, we should all probably it, it, agree it on is. that, but we all love it. Right? Yeah, I say it's stupid a lot when I'm not playing well. <laughs> but uh, you know, then once you get in and you start meeting others, like Steve, you know, uh, showed up and they do the concert, and I'm a big music fan, and you know, grew up singing in the church, and and you know, Steve is such a beautiful soul, and um, you know, we became great friends, and Gwen and. And then they say, hey, man, we come to my event. And you go, like, where is it? And it's like, Greenville. I'm like, Greenville, South Carolina? That's <laughs> right down the road. Uh, Absolutely. It's easy, yeah. No, I'm, minutes, bro, I'm there, you know. Now, nah, Greenville, Mississippi. And I'm like, ooh. Um, then you start looking, how do you get to Greenville? And, you know, uh, <laughs> that was always a little bit of a challenge early. Um, but you come here, and, and I love this place. I love, like I was telling the guys to play with today, I mean, 12 years I've I've been here, and because I love I love Steve, and and then you meet others who have tournaments, and they hey, you know, will you come to my event? And then before you know it, you're doing 25 events, and you're meeting all of these people, all these different celebrities, from actors, from athletes to you name it, coaches. I mean, my old coach, defense coordinator, John Fox has been here. Yeah, you know, Steve Berline is here this year. You know, and Jimmy Mack, and you know, so you you build a family, and, and a lot of times you do them with the same people. So you become family. And so you got guys out there, you know, my good friend Greg Lord, who's here. Um, you know, Pete Shaw, who I'm sitting out there uh, with right now, and he's listening to the show. So, Pete, you was terrible at football, but I love you. I know you hear me. Hey, Pete and I had a good time today. Did you? We, we played, you played the same, together? Yeah, we played in the same group. God so bless you. And I'm, I'm an ordained preacher. I will pray for you on air if you want to. Well, you know, after the show, I can, you know, He pray needs for a you. full laying on of hands. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'll be honest with you. I don't think that has anything to do with Pete, though. Right? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just now, saying. Pete and Kari's wife are awesome people. Kari does a lot. I'm going to uh, a deal in Pittsburgh, Hershey, Pennsylvania, because of Pete and his wife. And uh, I'm going to Sacramento. I was just out in Palm Springs at Grant Fear, who's a Hall of Fame uh, hockey player. Yeah. You know, so all of us kind of roll in the same circle, man. And it's really awesome that you get a chance to go. But I, this is one of my favorites. And, you know, we play at this country club, and it's not the, the, the luxurious and, you know, all these, these – you know, golfer that sometimes can be, you know, with the nose, you know what I mean? Um, I don't like those places. This is fun. It's simple. The people here are great. They treat you well. They, you're like family. I know them, like, personally now. So I love coming here. The hoodie, this Caddyshack, and then this one right here, my top three. And, um, and if, as long as I'm healthy, I'm not going to miss ever coming. Well, here's to uh, continued good health. Yeah. And your day is not done yet. No. You're going to take the stage tonight for the, yeah, for the big event? Yeah, I mean, you know, my wife's probably going to be embarrassed a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah, we're going to get up there. We're going to hopefully make some good money, have a live auction, a lot of great silent auction items, and yeah. entertain the people. You know, Darius couldn't make it. Uh, when I was on a tour with them, not as a you know performer. But yeah, I did. But, but you did, right? But I did. I did. I, I sang back up to his song when he had the R&B album. Um, I did uh, sound check when he did three shows in a row. It was me and Corey and the Blowfish. And it's funny because, you know, they're setting up the, the, the amphitheaters and the, the arenas. And, you know, and you, then you hear my big self up there. You and me, we come from different worlds. You like to laugh at me when I look at other girls. Sometimes you're crazy and you wonder why. I'm such a baby because those Gamecocks made me cry. Oh, look you know, at him. You know, so, look at him. And then people look and they're like, that's not theirs. He's... He's like six three and three hundred. So he's bigger. He's bigger than Darius. Darius has like been lifting weights and on steroids. They said the camera adds pounds, but in his case, we took him off. Yeah, yeah. man. Like, you know, that's what we do. That's uh, that's good stuff. <laughs> really good stuff. What's your, um, you know, the, the reputation for South Carolina football mm-hmm. has not always been about wins and losses, right? But so many times we were like, oh, but a great atmosphere, great fan base, you know, fill up the stadium. But I feel like it's it's really taking a step forward. Shane Beamer. Couple of years come mm-hmm. in, done a nice job. People excited about it. Won some games that they weren't supposed to. The way yeah. they finished last year with Tennessee and Clemson, it was incredible. Listen, uh, Shane is excellent. Um, you know, we had the whole Lou Holtz era. You know, you kind of get the leftover from the Notre Dame and you know the national championships, and you go get a Steve Spurrier to for yeah. all the great years he had at Florida. And, uh, but those guys, that wasn't their destination job. This job for Shane Beamer is a destination job. He wanted this job. He wanted to be a Gamecock. And, and man, he has changed the culture. It's fun. It, uh, it's, it's exciting. It's, it was good the first year. You know, you got a bowl win, a Duke's Mayo Bowl. Uh, then, you you know, this year you beat your rival. We hadn't beat Clemson in seven years. They won seven straight, I believe. And, you know, you go up there and you beat them. Uh, Tennessee was rolling. looked like they were just destined to be a college football playoff team uh, with all the great talent they had. They beat Alabama, I'm sad to say. Um you know, old good old Rocky Top, but um, you know, so, but South Carolina took care of business. See, they came down there, and we put that sixty-three piece on them, and I was at the game, and I loved it. So, you know, those are great wins. We should have won the bowl game to get a bowl against Notre Dame, you know, but we had so many people opt out, so that hurt. Yeah. Um, but that would have been another great win. But you get, uh, you know, seven, eight wins, uh, eight wins, I should say, this year, uh, last year, now this year, I'm they're trending upward. So. 
I, I love what Shane is doing. It's going to be hard. I mean, they get ready to change to no divisions, and who knows what's going to happen in the SEC with Oklahoma and Texas coming in. So, you know, but we're excited. We're, we're excited. It's a great place. I was just talking to a guy earlier about when Ole Miss came in years ago. I don't know if you remember this. Thursday um, night game? No, yeah, Thursday night. Mm. Uh, they were oh, number, number four in the country. Jevin Sneed. He, he remembers it real well. And, do, um, do you know how that game could have gone differently? If Houston football. Nutt had decided that, you know what, Dexter McCluster is good enough that I'll actually give him the football. Let him run. Well, you know, <laughs> he's getting you know, up. he's one of the things, man. I love like I'm like Houston Nutt, brother, is a great coach. Yeah, you know, yeah. don't don't feature that guy because we ain't stopped the run since two years ago. I just saving the remainder of the season in case they needed him. In. Keep trying to throw the football, right? But uh, but again, we were laughing. That atmosphere joking. that night was unreal. Isn't that great? That's a lesson. So loud. It happened. It just didn't happen. That was the birth of sandstorm. Yeah, it just didn't happen to you guys, though. It happened to Kentucky. It's happened to Tennessee, and it happened to Alabama in 2010. Steve. Even Garcia, yeah. who just was not the guy that we knew, you know, four touchdowns on Alabama, who was number one in the country, which and then the Stephen Garcia went away. So, you know, God does work in mysterious ways, and God's, God does have a very unique sense of humor. Because that was pretty funny, beating Alabama. I mean, funny that, like, Stephen Garcia, did he just really do that? Like, we're still <laughs> the best game of his life. Right, we're like... And he's living off that. Yeah. I mean, that's the way it is. Hey, you've only got a minute and a half left. Okay. Uh, tell me about your ministry. Giants for Christ, uh, we work with athletes. We mentor. Um, you know, I say we, that's me. Um, I love in building up young men, um, helping to be godly young men to, to one day be godly husbands and godly fathers and be, be giants in the community. Uh, I do the same thing in, uh, with husbands and fathers, you know, how to lead the family spiritually. Uh, loving your wife like Christ loved the church, loving your family, you know, because a lot of men are home but not home. They get caught up in the work and business and making the money so you can live nice in this nice neighborhood, but you're not a good husband and you're not a good father. And you, you wake up one day and your wife is out, you lose your family. So we want that to change yeah. because we know if the family structure is strong. The father is strong. The family is strong. The father leads that family to church. The kids are, are strong. So, that's what's happening in our world. So I, I, I really want to be a part of that. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm seeing it with my own family, with my kids, two boys, and, and I try to be a father figure to a lot of young men in our country. So uh, yeah. that's what God has called me to do. What I didn't play for the New York Giants just for me. Uh, he gave me that, that vehicle platform to minister and to share this gospel. I believe the good news of Jesus Christ for all men and women. So uh, I'm pretty bold about sharing that. And um, I love this more than second quarterbacks. If, I know you probably look at me that's like that. Right? That's you know, That's a big thing. I love like uh, hitting, you know, Jim McMahon in the ear hole, <laughs> Warren Moon, and, you know, Troy Aikman. I love to hurt them. I did. I tried to break the ribs. I tried to give them concussions. Yeah. I did. Uh, but when you tell somebody about Jesus and, and see their life change and encourage, even I go to prisons and encourage men like that who have the worst situations, that's better than any sack, any fumble, any interception that I can ever do. God bless you, Christ. Thank you for your time. Thank you all for having me, man. Y'all are great. We'll be back. Sports Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi. Covering your Mississippi team with live reports from games and practices. Plus exclusive interviews. Weekday afternoons starting at 3 on supertalk.fm. The Supertalk Mississippi app. And always live on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. You kind of got into that, didn't you? You're going to want that cowbell in there. Hey. 
Richard, by the time we get done here, we're wearing gold-plated diapers. Gold-plated diapers. Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. Pearl River Resort Studio. Thanks, as always, for being with us. Sports Talk brought to you in part by Genteel Apparel. Genteel is the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. You can find them online at genteelapparel.com. I can tell you that uh, if you happen to be out on the golf course and it's, oh, about 92 degrees with the humidity kicking in the Around 60 the to 70% range, uh, you're going to like Genteel. The, uh, the shorts feel great. The golf shirts feel absolutely great. And uh, you're going to look great as well. Genteel Apparel, you can find them uh, for sale again online. Great idea for Father's Day. And uh, if you want to give that gift and uh, buy online, you can get 10% off your first order simply by entering your email address. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, Michael Borky. Let me, let me plug Genteel as well because I'm wearing it too. Yeah. If, you're, if you're a big guy and you're like you're concerned, because you know a lot of these people that make custom shirts and stuff like this, yeah. it doesn't fit. It's just not. This is a great fit, guys. Feels good. I got room. There you go. Feel good. And, and you're trending down in these. I'm. I'm, I'm trending. I, the next. The next shipment will probably be down a size. Yeah, it's uh, it's big time. So. Three nothing TCU leading it over Indiana State as they go to the bottom of the fifth inning in Fort Worth. Michael Borky, it is time. Are you ready? Are you ready, Borky? I'm ready, ready for, for three different things, and, and the interviews have been phenomenal. So zero complaints from me. But <clears> I've got. I've got college football fixed music ready. I've yeah. got two different fight songs ready for 100 teams in 100 days. Oh, we forgot. And that. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, 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 we can pick them up next week. It's fine. I'd rather hear from a guy like Corey Miller, who, by the way, I have scars from defensive linemen named Corey Miller, but not that one. There was another one that I played against in high school that went to Tennessee that also terrorized in South my Carolina. Team. Uh, in <laughs> South Carolina, yes, uh, but uh, he, he ended up going to Tennessee. Uh, so that name scars me for life, but he was phenomenal. Anyway, yeah, well, I'm ready for everything right now is what I'm trying to say. You got any music that we can play for a Food Friday? Well, can I, I I really wanted to play this for one of our teams, by the way. To make sure that they're even real. I was really confused because Appalachia is definitely not a state. Oh, God. Yes, I had that queued up and ready because Texas A&M was going to be one of our teams today. We'll Old save it for Monday. Good egg. Oh, Rich. Uh, we'll say, we need to save that for Monday. It is a Food Friday presented by Polk's Meat. You can find them online at polksmeat.com. Look. You're in the Hattiesburg area, and you're headed to Pete Taylor Park this weekend. You're not going straight to the ballpark. You're going to find a spot to tailgate a little bit. Maybe you're headed out to Spirit Park. Make sure that you've got your Polk's meat ready to go on the grill. You can do the dogs. You can do the sausages. You can prepare a cheese sausage and cheese plate before you go to the ballpark for a little tailgating activity. Whatever it is, just make sure that Polk's is a part of it. But you don't have to live in Hattiesburg for that anywhere in the state of Mississippi. Go to your local grocery store and look for the Polk's meat packaging. It's that bright yellow label with the blue Polk's trimmed in red. We're getting close to the 4th of July, inside a month for that. Yeah. And uh, go ahead and get your plans ready to go Polk's Meat products. Polk'sMeat.com. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. So, Borky, let's start with you. What are you cooking this weekend? Uh, only uh, breakfast tomorrow. I okay. found a, a ribeye, and I'm just going to do simple steak and eggs. Man, I haven't had that in so long. I've been kind of dieting like a rabbit lately, and I, and I am altering that. To, to dramatically increase my protein intake, and I'm starting it with a bang tomorrow. Uh, ribeye, four eggs, 
and I'm going to crush it, and I can't wait. Yeah, that's not a rabbit menu. No, yeah. sir. Rabbits don't eat cows. F- f- four eggs and a ribeye, he said. For yes, I-, I like how he tried to play it off. He's like, oh, I'm just having you know, this ribeye steak and four eggs. Like, that's a good breakfast. Don't don't act like don't be ashamed of it. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah, that's a reverse sear. I, I may or may not yeah. do it on the smoker. Uh, it just seems like a lot of work for early in the morning. But uh, either way, yeah. I'm going to reverse sear it either in the smoker or in the oven. Let it rest for 10 minutes. Hot, hot sear on both sides with uh, butter, garlic, and rosemary. Like and hot, hot, hot like App State. And then yeah. uh, sunny side up eggs and slap them right on top of that ribeye and cup of coffee. That, that and that's how I'll start the, my day. Uh, the bowl of dry cornflakes I'll have for breakfast tomorrow. That's going to, yeah. Well, you'll eat them with a spoon anyway, you freak. I will. Dry cornflakes out of a Ter- bowl of a spoon. Yeah. Unbelievable. Dry, yeah. What are you cooking though this weekend? Oh, I'm I'm doing a Mississippi pot roast. Oh, are you now? That's what Brian Haydad's going to be doing. Yeah, we're going to put that thing on the smoker, give it a couple hours, and some smoke. Okay, a little pecan smoke probably. If I, I think that's what I have at the house, a little pecan smoke. Pe- uh, pecan, he said. Yeah. Must be from the north. And uh, yeah, and we'll, we're gonna you know then we get the stick of butter, a little ranch, a little, little au jus, a little pepperoncini, wrap yeah. her up, come back when she uh, wants to fall apart. Okay, a little rice and gravy, I think maybe. Or, and uh, oh, so you're not doing sandwiches? No, no, I'm gonna make me. This is gonna be Sunday dinner. Okay, so a little rice and gravy. Well, no, I'll find a vegetable. All right, maybe some corn on the cob. I don't know. I am I am uncertain about my cooking plans, but I do want to share with you. Okay, last night's meal was that here in Greenville. Yes, it was here in Greenville. There was a uh, an event last night to kick off the Delta Soul. Um, the Delta Soul fundraiser, you know, the golf event. Celebrity talking. golf and Thank charity you. events yes. All of that's, you're yeah. trying to say. It's a mouthful. Slash, hashtag branding. Um, so I had, a, a while back, there was a Doe's Eat Place in Oxford. There was one in Starville. A couple of different locations. Yeah. Uh, I think the Cigna family had it uh, there. Mm-hmm. There is a Doe's Eat Place in Fayetteville, Arkansas. I've yeah. been there several times. I had never been never to the, the original region. Doe's Eat Place. Mm-hmm. And there were two seatings last night. There was a uh, a 6.30 seating and an 8 o'clock seating. And I didn't know what I was getting into. Mm-hmm. But you kind of walk through the kitchen yeah, yeah. When, when you go in yeah. and went to the back room. And it was like, hey, just just have a seat. And so uh, sweet Miss Dixie, I sat across the, the table from her last night mm-hmm. and uh, had a, a wonderful visit. But, brother, in terms of food, mm-hmm. I mean, it just kept on coming. Yeah. They, uh, we, we sit down and, you know, they, they bring you a salad and a, a large, can't win them all, a large, large plate of hot tamales. I love hot And brother, tamales. they were good. I love I'm hot talking tamales. about good, good, yeah. good. You're in the Delta. And then, uh, and, and then a, uh, a, a few platters of fried shrimp. Yeah, came sure. Out. Why not? And then there was some, uh, some steamed shrimp yeah. that uh, came out as well. Okay. And then the hand-cut French fries came out, mm. and at that point they were like, "Hey, how would you like your steak cooked?" <laughs> small, Medium rare. I mean, small. Was, and, but there, there didn't seem to be that much interest in like how individuals wanted it cooked. It was like, "Hey, how does the table want it?" It's like, "Oh, rare, rare, or medium rare, medium rare, medium." It, Okay, that's good enough. And I was no. like, I'll, I'll take medium rare. She's like, okay, fine. <laughs> and then she walked off. I was like, I don't know what we're about to get into. And fun. they brought out three plates that were steaks i mean like 96 ounce steaks that were just the old 96er yeah except okay. better all right not like the kind you would get at the place where you order the old 96er right 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 like this is a dose or special. the chef comes out and, he's and just they like, were 
amazing. That's awesome. Amazing. You and I had good restaurant days. And then, and then, on the way back to the hotel, Mm -hmm. I actually exercised a little self-control. No, you didn't. You stopped and got ice cream, didn't you? No, I did not. I I drove, so I I knew that, um, that Greenville is home of the original Shipley Donuts. Yes. But I just assumed that, okay, Shipley, yeah, morning, whatever. Mm-hmm. No. And as I'm driving by on Highway 1 last night, I go, oh, the lights are on. And there's an open sign that's glowing in the window. Yeah. And I started to I started to make a U-turn. Uh-huh. And I started to again. And I was right. like, you've eaten enough tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Even so, though you didn't have but, dessert. But then you got it this morning. Well, yeah. I mean, it's breakfast. It's a new day. I, I, mean, I hear you. I hear so, yeah. So, I, I, I went down to yeah. the hotel and ate a couple of little Western omelets yeah. and then went and got some donuts. You know, I started my catfish tour yesterday. I'm aware of that. Yeah. Talked to Zach Selman. That was fun. So, they... Did, they, he, did he eat catfish? He did. And they brought out a lot of catfish, obviously, which was delicious. But the Little Dewey, uh, they invented a catfish Reuben. So Sa- That's a sandwich. Yeah. Okay. Catfish, which means we got some dipping sauce. Sour, no, no, no. Sauerkraut, Thousand Island, Swiss cheese, bacon, on the panini press. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah, was, yeah. that's oh, pretty good. A lot going on there. It was that's great. A, that's a lot going on. That is. Yeah. yeah I'm so. I'll I'm, be at, I'll be in Enterprise, Mississippi, this Thursday at Long's Fish Camp. Okay. There you Next go. Stop. On you my, can on keep my up with the uh, the Hey Dad and Robbie Catfish tour. The Thunder and Lightning. Give me my branding, man. What is this guy with the branding? You don't want to talk about nothing. Here on the you know, on this on this talk show in a state near Alabama, you know that's what, well closer to Arkansas, I guess here. But shut up. <laughs> Sports Talk Mississippi. Oh, when I get the buttons pushed on, that is your so food satisfying. Friday presented so by Polk's Polk'sMeat dot com. Visit them, see all that they've got available, and when you go to the grocery store, be sure that you're finding the Polk's packaging. And if they don't have the, if they, if if I mean, look, I've been nice for a year and a half, but yeah, you'll know, find the meat manager and encourage you. You know what? Find a new grocery store. We've had enough of your junk. If you can't get, get Polk's, then just go find a new grocery store. And good luck to the Southern Miss Golden Eagles this weekend. On behalf of Polk's, no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices, plus exclusive interviews with coaches, players, and legends from the past. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Oh, look, Creo Williams. Right? It's all good, eh? It's not quite... The Black Crows, that very cool. Huh? Just Creo Williams. Oh, the first one in the song. I'm yeah, go wow. figure, buddy. Wow. What you're talking about? The guy. I mean, Borky. I, I know that you guys love, love, love to kind of just paint me in the he I knows got me on nothing. That one. Got me on that one. Whatever, and and then Hey Dad wants. To, I, I felt like that was the full on talking down to me. I mean, that was the video of Bartolo Colon swinging and missing on a ball that landed in the opposite batter's box in his no, and his helmet falling off. (laughs) That's how bad of a swing and miss that was. (laughs) 
love it. I just tried to turn that on you by saying that's a fat joke. Man. I thought we were past the body shaming in 2023. But oh. it's, fine. it's fine, Borky. What a day. What a day. We are coming to you from the Delta Soul Celebrity Golf and Charity Event. Uh, it's been a fun day here. Um, Gerard was here earlier today. I spoke with Gerard and I might have something in the works. If, if I decide to skip the Egg Bowl, he, he and I might watch it together, sort of like what you and I did. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Because I think that could be funny. I think you kind of have a crush on Gerard. I like Gerard. I, that's what I said. I told him, I, I said, uh, I, I guess my invitation to his uh, to his fundraiser for Tate Reeves just got lost in the mail. Mm. And he said, oh, I must have. I was like, I ought to showed up. I gave him 20 bucks. <laughs> He's like, you can't get in the door for 20 bucks. I told you to sit in the car. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, what do you say we get into a, a little bit of a college football fix? Ah, that music that we love so much, the college football fix, is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to buyfordnow.com. Find out why the best-selling trucks are built for tough, but don't you dare stop there. Test drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. You get behind the wheel of an F-150, you're going to want to take it home with you. Coach Prime coming strong. So we have, uh, this has been a bit of an East Coast slash Rocky Mountains story. Being yeah. that uh, the Rocky Mountains, now the home for Deion Sanders. The yeah. East Coast. Do the Appalachian Mountains run through Pittsburgh? We could we could make it that make it work. Uh, it's the, uh, the, the, are the Alleghenies the, uh, the mountains or the river? The Alleghenies is the river. That's the river. Okay. Uh, yeah, Pittsburgh, uh, the home of the Pittsburgh Panthers, coached by Pat Narduzzi. Deion Sanders? This is a doozy of a story. Deion Sanders? <laughs> Never heard of him. Yeah, right. Borky, tell me more. Yeah, so uh, remember when Deion Sanders, or specifically his program, was dominating the news because players were just getting processed out. They even had a cut day, just like they do in the NFL. Yep. And Pat Narduzzi had some thoughts on that. Here's what he said, just as a refresher, in, in case you missed it. He said, quote, Pat Narduzzi at Pittsburgh, of course, famously lost his best player last year to USC, obvious tampering, either way. He said, quote, that's not the way it's meant to be. That's not what the portal rule is intended to be. It was not to overhaul your roster. We'll see how it works out, but that, to me, looks bad on college football coaches across the country. The reflection is on one guy right now, but when you look at it overall, those kids have moms and dads and brothers and sisters and goals in life. I don't know how many of those 70 that left really wanted to leave or they were kicked in the butt to get out. So that's what Narduzzi said last month. Here's what uh, Coach Prime said in response. What was his situation when he came to Pitt? He had a different situation than me. He's not mad at me. He's mad at the situation in football now that allowed his best player to leave a year ago. He's not mad at me. He's using me to shoot bullets at another coach who he has an issue with. I don't know who he is. If he walked in here right now, I wouldn't know him. He continued. People offered Travis Hunter a bag, about $1.5 million to try to lure him and buy him out of the transfer portal, but he's not that kind of guy that can be bought. He isn't built like that. He's a relational young man that is built on relationships and stability, and that's what he wanted and desired. That's why he decided to stay and ride with us. Well, I mean, I'd love to know what Colorado's paying Travis Hunter. 
I mean, it feels like that, that would be germane to the story. Probably not, not one for free five, in Boulder. Though. Probably not. Probably not. Is there a bigger insult than if he walked in the room, I wouldn't know who he was? Who is that guy? It's like, the, who is this clown, right? Because not only are you saying, not only do I not know who he is, but you're also not a very well-known clown. Is it possible that both are right? That, uh, that Pat Narduzzi is right? That's not this. This was not the point of the transfer portal, and yet it's what the transfer portal has become. I lean more towards Dion. And at the same time, Pat Narduzzi, you're mad because you can't hold on to your guys. That, that's all that is. That's just sour grapes. Yeah, but Pat Narduzzi's been around the game for a long time. He, he, that's the point, he, though. He could have, but he could objectively look at college football today and go, this wasn't what was intended here. Well, I mean, you could say that about the forward pass. I mean, you could say that about just about anything. College football, it changes. It evolves. It's, it's, it's a living, breathing thing. And, and, and Coach Warner was talking about it. Either get with the times or you get left behind. Yeah. And Pat Narduzzi, the way he talks about the transfer portal, is making your life difficult. You're making it difficult to recruit going forward. So I, I, I'm not a fan of it. I, I think coaches, well, regardless of what you believe, and, and, and you know, coaches make a living lying to people's faces. That's part of the college recruiting game. You just got to sit up there and take it and be like, hey, if, if our players want to go in the portal, if they're, if they're not happy here in our university, we're going to give them every resource we can to be successful. That's all you got to say. Yeah. Pat, Pat's a bit of a whiner through all this. And he is. Whiner. In fairness to Dion, I, I know it was unorthodox, and you shouldn't have cut days in college like the NFL because it's still different, although those, muddy, those waters are getting muddier by the day. Um they were one and eleven a year ago. They they won one football game last year. One of the worst teams in modern Power Five football. So, I mean that bad. So turning that roster over shouldn't. If, if you can do it, why why would you not try to do so? But uh, Narduzzi was the first guy that really turned me off on the coaches complaining because of how they do it, how they go about it. At least he called Dion out by name, but when he was doing the the tampering stuff, you guys remember this. It's just unless you're calling them out by name, this coach in this school specifically went after my player. Then shut up. I agree with that. Yeah, either either come out and say I got a problem with Lincoln Riley in USC, or shut up. When did the only way to describe being paid for anything in life? Be uh, a bag, getting a bag. Uh, I think the Migos did a song about that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, quite literally, that's where it came from? Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, I know they did a song about that. Okay. Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't looked at the text line all day. Borky, anything we need to get to on the C Spire text line? We've had a little bit of a busy we, afternoon on that front. We, we don't have uh, an answer on the, on the bag part yet. There's something that we, you know. I didn't think that our that, listening that audience was yet. the best crowdsource uh, for that. Probably not. But uh, somebody did bring up something interesting, and, and we'll talk about it more probably next week. But um, the, the Rebel Road Trip thing is happening, and usually nothing happens during that other than rallying the pay people. But, but Ole Miss was in Biloxi last night. And Chris Beard on the microphone announced that they are doing a neutral site basketball game with Southern Miss two days before Christmas. We had somebody on the text line ask us about it. December 23rd, Ole Miss Southern Miss from the Coast Coliseum down there in Biloxi this year. So they're playing 
not football, but they're playing against each other, quote unquote neutral site, much closer to Hattiesburg than Oxford this year. Yeah, and what baseball's an every year thing. Basketball has been an every few years thing, and now um, there's not going to be a football thing. That's just that's not <laughs> happening. Not happen. uh, and what we get, we got the um, we kind of got the news or the the rumor a few weeks ago that this was going to happen mm-hmm. with specifics tied to it. But I guess official now that uh, Chris Beard has told everybody it's going to happen. So December twenty third, two days before Christmas, on the coast. Ole Miss and Southern Miss and hoops. I'm just going to put the challenge out there. What day is that? Did you say it was a Saturday? Uh, no, I don't think we said. Uh, it's December look. 23rd. So let's uh, got, pull out the old calendar. Just, yeah. All right, we are cycling through Saturday. the month of June. That is a Saturday. What is it? Saturday. Saturday. Okay, I'm about to say, like, I was going to challenge our, our Gulf Coast people to get us down there, but no, Saturday is no good. Yeah. Um, Saturday, December 23rd, two days before Christmas. Yeah. Maybe not the ideal time to be traveling. But, well, I mean, it's just for one but, day. Yeah, but if, if you're on the Gulf Coast or you're, you're you know, Jackson South, that's a very doable one-day trip. Yeah, absolutely. That, 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 that'll draw a good crowd. Yeah, certainly hope so. It was Gucci Mane featuring Migos. Okay. So, How you want to feel old? <laughs> I do every day, but go ahead. All right, NFL stars okay. who have sons... That are playing college football. Stars from our number one's got to be Marvin Harrison Jr. We'll uh, we'll give you that when we come back. That's no, how we'll wrap things up. What did you say? Number one was number one. I'd be Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, that's on the list. Got to be. Yeah, that is on the list. Stud. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll wrap up this Friday edition of the show with you in the Pearl River Resort Studios when we come back. For exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. It's about time. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Last time with you on Sports Talk Mississippi on this Friday afternoon. A few thank yous uh, to our crew that is always with us on the road, Houston McDavid and Gary and Alex. This stuff doesn't happen without them, and uh, so we appreciate that. Also, Terry, thank you for all of your work throughout the course of the day. Uh, big day with uh, Gerard, and Rebecca was here today also, right? No. No. So, sorry, it was not. Uh, huh? Oh, that's right, Steve Azor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ha! Who invited him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And just shows he, up. He'll just show up anywhere you. and act like he owns the place. He won't he? That about you? Uh, yeah, but a uh, a fun day, a fun weekend here at uh, the Delta Soul Celebrity Golf and Charity Event. It's obviously a lot of celebrities, uh, a lot of people from TV and film that uh, are here as well. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the reason that this event happens is to raise money for some uh, some really good causes. The Steve Azar Saint Cecilia Foundation 
has donated over a million dollars, nearly $1.2 million, through the Delta Soul event and has been able to support a multitude of children's charities, educational institutions, and arts organizations throughout the Mississippi Delta. So this is a, uh, it's a, a weekend where there's a lot of fun, but a lot of good that comes from it as well. Yeah, they're having the Miss Mississippi pageant down in Vicksburg, my hometown right now. But we ought to just declare Steve Azar Mr. Mississippi. And just that should be a never-ending title for him. Uh, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm granting him that title as we speak. Are you? Yeah. I don't know what power I have. What's vested in me? I Man, he's already been named like a ambassador for Mississippi. We need to go a step further, Mister Mississippi. Okay. Yeah. He is. Uh, he has done a lot of good for the state of Mississippi. <laughs> Terry sneered when I talked about my hometown of Vicksburg. By the way, what do you got against Vicksburg? Oh, you, you You're from there. Oh, uh, you stop it. Once again, Borky making comments about me. Yeah, well, it's twice it's today. I know, man. I thought we were friends and everything. All right, you want the uh, it, yeah? I want the list. The the make you feel old list. You yeah. guys, yeah. you guys are going to fear. I felt old reading this. Where's the river? I'll just drive in. I watched all these guys. Like even I feel old here. Yeah, if you are somewhere between the age of thirty five and fifty, this one probably stings just a little. Um, Shadur Sanders, son of. That one doesn't hurt as bad because I've seen him here in Mississippi and it's 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 not as bad. Yeah, but still, I mean, yeah. you're, you're talking third year it's, quarterback. It's the in ones with football. the junior at the end of their name, and there's a couple of them coming. Eden James, the son of Edgerin James. Gosh. Uh, here in the state of Mississippi, Frank Gore Jr. Frank Gore Jr. Son of the uh, the great Frank Gore. I really thought they might play together. I thought Frank Gore was going to play till it's like fifty. <laughs> it felt like it, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, e. J. Smith. Okay. Running back at Stanford University, son of the great Emmett Smith. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, Antonio Gates, Jr. Oh, you're kidding me. Wide receiver at Michigan State, son of Antonio Gates. Oh, my Lord. Marvin Harrison, Jr., of course, the stud Lord. wide receiver at uh, at Ohio State. Uh, son Top of five pick. Marvin Harrison. Yeah. Uh, Southern Cal, Brendan Rice. Son of Jerry Rice. Okay. Yeah. All right. I can live with that one. Rice has been retired a long time. He has been. Yeah. This one kind of gets me a little bit. Mason Taylor, the tight end at LSU, the son That's of Jason, Jason Taylor. Taylor yeah. Who Mason looks like and Jason. They look they do look alike. He he looks like he's thirty four. Well, I mean and he replaced Thaddeus Moss, right? Randy yeah. Moss's kids. So. Yeah. Uh Christian Driver at Penn State, he's a corner, son of Donald Driver. Yeah, Donald Driver's kid. Oh, it wow. is. So you remember uh last and, and then one more, Christian oh, one more. Harrison, the cornerback at Tennessee. Son of Rodney Harrison. Right. Play college football. Uh-huh. You remember last year, I sent you, I was like, do you want to feel old? And I sent you a text. I said, you want to know who just made a tackle in this football game? And you were like, who? And it was Winsome Frazier's kid. Oh, yeah. He played for Florida A&M. I and mean. Winsome Frazier was in college in 2005. How about a guy that so, I called three games of last year? Mm-hmm. E.J. Warner, quarterback at Temple, mm-hmm. son of. Kurt Warner? Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's, that's just right in the heart. Yeah, he threw for like 4,000 yards as a true freshman just last year. stabbed time. me right there. Maybe not quite that many, but uh, a lot. So, yeah, it's... Uh, any day now, you're going to be announcing... You're going to be doing my eulogy. I'm telling you, any day. It's just I'm just running out of time, boss. Don't die yet. No, i got a little ways to go. Yeah. I mean, what would have been the point of losing all this weight if you are just going to die? Well, make it easier on my pallbearers. <laughs> well... <laughs> 
my, 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 my close friends have already said something. They're like, thank you. We, we appreciate that. That is a thoughtful, Brian. I, hey, Dad. I am. Will you speak when, when, I, when I go? Sure. All right. I'm going to put you on the list. Okay. Joel Coleman's handling my arrangements. Coleman Funeral Home, Akron, okay. Mississippi. I'd much rather speak and, than uh, have to carry the casket. And uh, Alex is playing the harp. She's going she she to play Amazing Grace. Very good. No, Ave Maria. Ave Maria. I'm sorry. Good, good Catholic song, yeah. There you go. There you go. You need to learn the song. Every day I was like, ah, my chest. Hey, enjoy the weekend. you got baseball going on right now. South Carolina and Florida already in a delay. That game has not yet begun. Duke beat Virginia earlier today 5-4. to four. And what? Oh, with three nothing. TCU leading it over Indiana State tomorrow afternoon, two o'clock. Pete Taylor Park, Southern Miss, Tennessee. Game one of the Super Regional in Hattiesburg. Eagles win. I like it. Thanks for being with us from the Delta Soul Celebrity Golf and Charity Event. We hope you have a wonderful weekend. Look forward to being with you on Monday for Michael Borky and Brian Haydad. I'm Richard Cross in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Good night. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWGEmployerServices.com. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.